Okay, hello. Hello, righto. Well, thank you, Lord Buxley, and I'd like to welcome you to this lecture at the Gentleman's Club of the Empire. Uh, in front of you, you'll find your brain-o-matic helmets. It's a, a marvellous device which will conjure pictures of my exploits directly into your delicate heads. If you'd like to attach the electrodes and then simply insert the spinal syringe. Ah, there we go. Well... Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. All right. Um, I think probably the best thing to do is if we just sort of do a, a brief kind of scene setting and um, just get it to a point that may be perhaps exciting and make you want to play. And then, and then we'll start. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's unfortunately been a hell of a week. So I'd rather... I have, I've read this through, but there are a couple of things I really need to get straight in my head. I don't want to, to fluff it, so to speak. It's not like it's a koala. Um, so, you are travelling to New York <coughs> Princess Louise, which is quite big. Sailed from London yesterday, and you've got about another six days as long as the weather's calm. If it's stormy, it takes you longer. So, this morning, uh, it's breakfast. And where, where are we sailing from? The... Sorry, I missed that bit. Of... London. You're right, okay. That notorious uh, dock. Does London have a dock? Yes, it does. You know, you know the Docklands in London, right? Are they near the dock? Large. But do you say you don't sail, sail ocean liners, do you, from London? Well, steamship. Okay, carry on. Either this conversation will end in my woeful geography knowledge lack of. Or... Uh, well, I'm no expert, but I will point out that the guy who wrote this is from London. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping he knows. Okay. It might just be shorthand for England, because he's aiming at an American market, but, uh, but let's let's say London. Um, because you're not turning around immediately anyway, so you're not going to be Okay. So you're at breakfast. It's the doctor's table, so if you are indeed the doctor, um, you know, your kippers and kedgeri are all there, and uh, there are several other passengers who are sitting with you, sort of being invited. Um, and uh, a steward wanders over and I just need to count sheet rather brilliantly chosen to close genius a crowd there. Hmm. Is it? <coughs> uh, excuse me uh, Dr. Crowther um, yes what is it one of the uh, one of the second class passengers has uh, been taking a deal right he's, uh, he's clutching his belly and sweating and moaning something horrible really um uh, he's, a, he's a yank, but I don't know anything else about him. Right. Um, let, let me just finish this. Uh, if you could uh, just see to him for the moment, I'll just finish breakfast and be right with him. Well, I'm, I'm just a steward, so I don't actually have any medical trouble. Uh, well, can't um, uh, Carruthers see to him for the moment while I uh, finish my... Crowther and Carruthers? Uh, yes, it, no, does, no it, does some, it has caused some confusion. That's probably why you came to see me rather than Carruthers. Yeah, uh, uh, Carruthers was, does tend to deal with the urgent, the second class citizens, as I'm sure you're aware. He's, uh, I don't know if they refer to as second class citizens. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> of course not. You're well, dashed insolent for a porter. <laughs> 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 oh, don't give me lip, you young 
Scallywag. You must be the next person to have his coffee, yes, is he? You're going to thrash him now. <laughs> Insubordinate. Thrash him with a fish fork. <laughs> right. Uh, it, it did seem to be an awful pain, sir. Very well, very well. I do apologise, uh, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, duty calls. Um, did you have any medical uh, skills, Amelia? Me, none at all. Not at all, that's good. <laughs> Fortunately, I do. I probably have some random distant female relation who's companion, because I'm probably not meant to be travelling on my own. Right. Just as a... Um, everybody's... Um, pretty much overheard what the steward's been saying so you can see they're all looking a little <coughs> you're going to have to uh, be called away at this point uh, nothing to be alarmed about ladies and gentlemen uh, please enjoy your breakfast and I'll... there's um, a French colonel who's just looks down and munches away that's Colonel Moutard uh, he's just eating his kedgeri with a, with a look of some disdain Whereas the uh, the Southern American lady uh, across what, the table, Madame so. Scarlet. Uh, it's um, Miss Miss Scarlet O'Flaherty. <laughs> My, how horrible! I do hope he's all right. I hope it's some, nothing we all ate. <laughs> well, good luck to you then, Doctor. I'm uh, I'm sure you'll be able to to help him out, says the well-known horse breeder, Mrs. Peacock. Uh, blasted bowels always a nuisance. She butters a piece of toast. Uh, quite so, quite so. Uh, please enjoy your toast, Mrs. Peacock. Excuse me for a second. I think, I think a cup of coffee may have been delivered. Hang on. Delivered? Hopefully not in the um, obstetric sense. Were you at my table? Did I miss that, Amelia, or were we? I apparently was. Okay. Along with the entire class. <laughs> I wonder if... Um, I'm going to go for the Reverend Green with a servitude and fish pie. You should change your character to Professor Plum. <laughs> is, there, is there a doctor in um, Clue? Though. No, it's a Reverend, it's a, it's a Reverend Green. Reverend Green. That's a, a glaring omission. Are you, are you working out who else is at the table? <laughs> We're wondering if there's a Professor Plum and a, a Reverend Green. Professor Ignatius Plum, is oh, it? <laughs> oh, Mrs. White, she's used the book. <laughs> no, there isn't a Mrs. White. Uh, Reverend Amos Green does bow his head and mutter a small prayer. Is this where <laughs> Amelia's character gets an idea for a best selling board game? <laughs> there is a Mrs. Blanche Conway. Oh, clever. She's a well-known medium. Clever. Oh, I feel, feel the pain of a of a soul caught in the divide between light and darkness. Don't worry, if he's at death's door, I'll pull him through. You better hurry off, then, Doctor. Sorry, Paul, that's your patented joke. He's standing there watching. He's just looking at his at his slightly congealing, cooling kipper with a wistful eye. And they're like, you know, there's a medical emergency. There's a man screaming and clutching his belly. You've been sent for. And you say, I'll just finish my <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> what? That's exactly what I do in my normal job. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um, 
so we'll just see what happens with the patient. Um, you get down to. Uh, is he in this? Best place for him. Just need to quickly check. Just trying to see if I. I was going to go through this and sort out the uh, difficulties and highlight them, which of course I haven't. Oh, do I done get to yet? make a roll? Oh yes, yes you do. Now is, um, is it going to be doctrine or first aiding? Well, uh, your assistant Carruthers is there. Um, the the man's in a, in a terrible state. Says I'm. Uh, uh, it's, it's a Mr. Briggs, who's, um, who's uh, travelling alone. I, th I believe he's working as a courier to uh, Lord Redgrave at a private cabin. I see. Uh, but he seems to be in a, in a terrible state. He is indeed pouring a sweat, clutching his stomach. Yes, I can see that, Carruthers. What have you determined so far? Uh, well, nothing really, really had a few moments to deal with. I've been trying to keep him calm. Right, out of the way. Let's see how you. Now then, I've done. That's to Carruthers, <laughs> not to Briggs. Now then, Briggs. I'd like you to roll. I'd like you to roll two d six. Oh, very well. Against your doctor's skill. Well, it's with your doctor's skill. With it. Against an, an undetermined target number. So, so am I adding everything up? What's your target? What's your doctor's Five. Skill? Okay. So, uh, if you like to roll two dice and just tell me what you roll on those two dice. Uh, a five and a two, making seven. Seven. You can tell what this is. Now then, Carruthers. Fact, Observe the you know. sweat glands inflamed on the upper meniscus. Uh, this is clearly a acute case of... Um, he's got a ruptured appendix in the first stages of peritonitis. What he said, Carruthers. Yes. <laughs> uh, have we got any surgical facilities on board this ship? Yep. We have. Carruthers, yep. this man needs immediate abdominal surgery. This is yes, he does. And he's dead. Come along. <laughs> this, this is generally fatal. The, the king survived it, though, a couple of years ago. Or did he? Shh. Took the finest doctors in Europe to pull through... <laughs> He's dead. So, <laughs> now then, Briggs, um, I'm sorry to tell you, you have a ruptured appendix and possibly only hours to live, but there is surgery that can help with you. He's he's delirious and... This man's not listening! Look, look, looking like... <laughs> you know, I don't know the if the doctor's fish leaning over him is quite what he needs at this stage. Brothers, come on, we, we've, got to, uh, we've got to give it a try, or this man's dead. Right, so it was a, a skill of five, was it? Yes. And you've got the aid of your assistant. But Carruthers has a skill of nine in doctrine. What, in surgery? Does yes. he? Right, I would um, like you to make another roll, please. Ten. Okay. So, um, I think we'll... Call a halt to it as the doctor um, sometime later. I mean, breakfast is, is pretty much uh, packing up, but he might want to maybe head for a stiff drink or something where it is quite Logs early. Up to the elbows and... 
Can I send um, out for my kedgeri well, while I'm prepping? Pres- presumably, he's not. Uh, he's not going to actually be blood up to the elbows wandering through the dining room. <laughs> No, the um, the operation is in fact a complete success. Woohoo! In your face, Briggs. But the patient died. Oh. Yeah. But it's a perfect. You've done everything. By That's the a classic surgeon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, really, you you can hand on heart, possibly your own, uh, say that there was <laughs> very definitely Mr. Briggs. <laughs> no, there was really nothing else you could do. First appendix, everybody knows, is a goner. But it was extremely good practice. For the next one. You diagnosed it yeah. perfectly. But I can't begin to tell you how badly you botched the operation. Okay. <laughs> well. You did uh, slightly more roll than that. Oh, I had to get low, did I? Oh. Would that have made the difference? Uh, th- there I was thinking, yeah, I would have rolled low. I would have lied and said <laughs> two if I had to get a low roll. Oh, <laughs> Instead of lying with ten. Right. Oh, okay. Um, as far as the game goes, because I want it, it is there is a bit of a mystery involved, so I want to, to get it straight. So if you don't mind, I'm going to keep it to the shortish tonight. Yes, and then fair yeah. We'll actually actually run it through properly, because I should have time to catch up on this. Uh, hope you oh, get Helen next time. It's yeah, it's Good Friday next Friday, isn't it? It is. Yes. <laughs> it's I might be in Nutsford. That they so usually do the the Mobley Eight, the, um, the oh, bike yeah, ride. No. Right. I'll have, it's due I'll to have snow to next week. Oh, great. We'll press away. <laughs> I do it every year. The, you know, it's, I've got no money anyway. Um, okay, well. Well, we shall say we could always... So thank you for the sorry the very brief start, but we'll... Well, um, we got a taster. I killed someone, so, you know, that's yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Just needed a, a, a couple more hours prep, really. Um, Martin says he probably won't be dropping in on the games in the foreseeable future, but, you know, it, it's fairly easy to, to have someone come in whenever. So what I'd like to do is run this, I think it'll be another session, maybe two, depending on how it goes, I think. Okay. And then By which point Nicola killed everyone on the ship. Yes. Yeah. I mean depending on what you think then either if somebody wants to else wants to run something or I'll either do a continuation adventure in this setting or switch to one of the other Forgotten Futures worlds like the Lost World or you know whatever it happens to be. So that we stick with something that's fairly familiar. We're not doing a different system every time. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be nice. As long as you're okay with a sort of Victorian Edwardian setting. Yeah, sure. Uh, I love it. There's a re- there's a really good one, um, Goodbye Piccadilly, which is the I think it's the fifth world book, and every single thing in it is a different way that London gets destroyed. Because <laughs> okay. Edwardian writers were a bit obsessed with it. <laughs> Those who lived in London, anyway. Wonderful. Which was most of them. Well, that's uh, that was lovely. Thank you, John. Um, yeah. We'll uh, we'll okay. look Sorry forward. Sorry, a bit to... short. But we'll, uh... well, that's all right. Maybe yes, uh, yes. we'll we'll have to arrange a date then for next time if you're not. Um... It's coming out in three D, isn't it? Yeah, not three D. I can see the top of Nick's head in the bottom right hand corner. Hello. Oh, hang on. Let me just have a look. Quick. Ah, there he goes. That's me. What is he wearing on his head? Oh it's God, he's he's turned into an American film director. It's a fashionable <laughs> baseball cap. All the kids are wearing them. Wear. Are they? Yes. Are you a hoodie, Nick? <laughs> no, but I can put a hood on if you like. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure I can take you seriously with a hat on like that. What? Well, I yeah, wear this when I'm consulting. <laughs> really? That's harsh. Are you, are you a big Yankees fan or what? A big what? Yanker. Yankees. 
Are you a big uh, Yankees fan? Uh, yes, I love the uh, the the Dodgers. They're my favourites. They're they're the best at at that particular sport that they they do. do. Yes, they are the Wolverine of that sport. That's quite right. Only with less (laughs) evisceration. So you didn't buy it because you're a Yankees fan. Is it? Does it say New York Yankees on it? Yes. Oh, I I thought it was the yellow sign. Okay, it's probably because of that that a lot of your characters die horribly. (laughs) How is everyone? Matthew, how are you? Uh, good, cold, yeah, but otherwise well. I didn't think it got cold down there. I thought it was a, a tropical. Well, paradise. when I say cold, I mean it's thirty-one degrees, so we've had to put a t-shirt on. But uh, I don't know. I've got northern to explain the southern. Uh, uh, yes, but I'm talking Kelvin. Uh, no, Kelvin. that's wrong. Kelvin. <laughs> that would be rather cold. Thirty-one Kelvin. <laughs> Shall we move on? I'm a vet, not a thermodynamicist. <laughs> I think it's because you're always so dynamic. Oh, and and thermal. Right. Anyway, welcome to the uh, to the hangout we've named in your honour. But you hadn't noticed. Oh, what name? What does it say? Oh, I'm pointing it out. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to look at that now. I'm sure it's very it's complimentary. The top of the screen in the little grey box. Is it? Doctor Death is a bra. Oh, I see abuse. Abuse. <laughs> you, he had you peritonitis. Everyone died with peritonitis. <laughs> I can just picture it. The doctor at breakfast just throws down his cutlery and just screams that. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me, a second. Oh, that, a... <laughs> Wait, did John think he muted that? Because that, that didn't work very well from our from our end. Cold allergies. Ah. Just allergies. See, a sensible person with some degree of respect for anybody else would have actually muted the mic rather than taking off the headphones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we were just commenting. That <laughs> but it meant that I, I couldn't. It hear was nice that you couldn't hear us complaining about. Yeah. <laughs> that was essentially what was. Right, have you got your character sheets and a couple yes. of dice? Uh, vaguely, yeah. yes. Dr. James Crowther, not Carruthers. No, no, Carruthers, of course, is your assistant. Um, I'm attempting to record this, but I seem to be getting some interference through the mic, so we'll see if it's usable. Or not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my iPhone is, is secreted downstairs. I think it might be because right. Kerry's watching Game of Thrones on the Xbox. On the Xbox? Oh, we get Sky Player through. Anyway, it's oh, it's a long story. And really not worth the time. Well, actually, that's not a long story. You, you get Skyplayer through the Xbox. OK, that's, that's, that's a very short story. Now, yeah, but we had to trek to the crypt of Leverkoon to... Uh, uh, we carry on. Should yeah. we just go on? Good, OK, so she's watching the telly. She bought oh, it from a leper. Um, no, carry on. Lovely. Did it, was it hand-delivered or just dropped off? Uh, funny, see? No, uh, she was, she was legless when she got it. Goats. <laughs> Stopping now. <laughs> Sorry. Did you give him a tip? <laughs> I, you see, I nearly said I she gets... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go down the giving head route, but I thought I'd... Um... Fortunately, my 
my social instincts kicked in and I restrained myself. Okay, so, <laughs> as I recall, um, the doctor had, shall we charitably say, failed to save the patient. I, I think the exact phrase was the operation was a complete success, but the patient but the did patient not survive. Died. Yeah, actually, I mean, it's not like he died instantly. It took him a couple of hours and he was in screaming agony all the time. He was um, a, ling- a malingerer, as I believe is the medical terminology. I don't think that I don't think malingerer is somebody who actually <laughs> is dying of That's somebody with a I think a justifiable whinge, to say the least. Yes, but he, he lingered Man, you're longer. Harsh. <laughs> we we're at say it's it's ocean rules. You are Nick Harsh. That should, that should be your yeah. pen name. Do some hard-boiled thrillers. I did want to be Nick Nick Rock. Maybe if I do, if I write any porn, I'll be Nick Rock. Anyway, should we carry on? We should, because the look on Amelia's face is a (laughs) picture. Yes, I think it was sort of. um, We've been dragged away from breakfast. Breakfast is sort of broken up and everything. A few hours later, the guy has died. Obviously, the news will get around. Several hours later. Several malingering. So it's probably it's probably approaching lunchtime. I've not um, even had breakfast. So, well, you've probably had a light snack. I don't know. You know, a bit of liver. Or something. <laughs> um, there's really not that much you can do. You didn't see any obvious signs of foul play. The only peculiar thing that caught your eye was he got um, rather nasty chafing around his left wrist. Chafing, what? Um, sort of like a red ring all the way around. I mean, handcuff chafing? Possibly. Today you would think, oh, perhaps uh, maybe a wristwatch or something, but in 1901 that would be very, very unusual. Right. Okay. Uh, do we know who this man was? You can quite easily. He was Mr. Briggs, was he? Was it Briggs? His name was Briggs. And uh, he appeared to be some sort of courier. Um, he did he have any next of kin? For who, sorry? Wasn't he the courier for the aeronautical bloke? Lord Redgrave? Mm. Uh, he was, in fact, employed by Lord Redgrave. I see, okay. The man who's who invented the first spaceship in the yes. universe. Yeah. Okay. Oh, in, on Earth. A pretty, pretty, big, pretty big chunk of the shipping line as well. He's somewhat oh, wealthy. Okay. But he was a yank, wasn't he? Well, this guy's Ian, because he's travelling to America, so it's quite possible that he's come from America, concluded some business and is heading back, or he's come over to England in order to enact some business and is now heading back. Okay. And Lord uh, Redgrave's wife is an American, in fact. Yeah. Very progressive. How we would try. Okay. Uh, right, well, so are we at dinner now, or am I still uh, over the cadaver? At this, at this stage, just finding out, really, what you want to do, if there's anything you want to, you know, uh, check, find out. I'll, I'll get Carruthers to find out if he had any next of kin on board, otherwise we'll pop him in cold storage. Right. Okay. Um, Carruthers coming back with, with a list. That he seems to be travelling alone. In fact, he was in a, a single second-class cabin. And okay. um, there's no indication that that he was either with anybody who he was working with, or certainly no no family. Okay. 
So next to Ken will presumably be in the United States. So not a, a shared cabin or anything, he was on his own in a... No, in fact the... I mean, you, you can go to the cabin if you want. The um, Am I allowed the to layer... do that? Have I got like that thing in Babylon 5 where I'm allowed to enter any room because I'm a doctor? Uh, no. Oh. You're not allowed to enter any room. It's I mean, obviously it's, it's an unoccupied cabin. Um, now, of course, his personal effects and so on will need to be taken into uh, safekeeping, so the person will be getting those. And they'll certainly want somebody to witness while everything's put in to make sure it's all above board. But just the, the general layout of the deck on which that cabin is. Uh, if you imagine a corridor running up the middle, mm-hmm. about... You're you're standing next to the man's um, cabin, which is cabin 12A. It would be cabin 13, but there is no cabin 13. So imagine that's on your that's, left. I've always thought that was meant to... You're still in cabin 13. You might be fooling yourself that you're not... 12A. You're in 12A. OK. So you've, you've got your back right at the end of the corridor, and you're looking all the way down it. Right. So 12A is directly on your left, and it is directly opposite 14, which is on your right. Mm-hmm. I think you mean thirteen okay. B. Oh, there's no thirteen at all. Okay. Um, there's a there is access to the uh, first class deck, but you can't. It, it's blocked off. There is a, a fire door that locks on the first class side, so there's no way that you can go back up that way. You have to go. Um, kind of. Have I not got around. a key? Well, if you're coming down from up, I mean, you 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 can go down there. There's no problem you getting down as as a ship stopper. Of course, you can go down there. But just to give you an idea of the layout, if you imagine that at the far end on the left it starts number 1, and it's numbered all the way up to 12A, and it goes to 14, and then all the way back down to 24. So 1 and 24 are opposite each other, 12A and 14. And of all of those, they're all doubles, except for 12A and 14 at this end, where you you know, where you two... So are they a bit bit posher cabins than the others? A bit smaller, I'd imagine. No, they are smaller. Um, I mean, these are all second class, so they are... You know, very much like the quality hotel at Um I, I hear that's a tremendous establishment. Yes, yes, but it's not first class. Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's perfectly functional. I mean, you'll have it'll have a wash basin, a light. It probably doesn't have any. Um, I mean, it may have a porthole. It depends where it is. And okay. The, uh, uh, I think on that deck they probably aren't far enough down, so there would be a porthole. Uh, it'll perhaps have a little wash basin. It doesn't have a toilet. There's a single toilet and a single bath halfway down the corridor. So it's it, you know it's a small sort of st- almost like stupid accommodation in halls. Right. Okay. Um, I'll well I'll open the door. It's the person here with us then. Uh, if you want to go down there and check it out, then you, you presumably go with the purser yeah. because he would he would want to be. Checking over all the bits and pieces. Um, so just to take you through some uh, things that you need to switch the light on as soon as you walk in. It's one of those single bulb in a kind of frosted glass screw-on cover, so it actually blocks almost as much light as it gives out. Wonderful. Uh, and inside, sure enough, there's a bed, there's a wardrobe, wash basin, dressing table, and a chair. A uh, little bit of a ventilator, which. It's pretty stuffy in here, really, and there is a porthole. Got a knob on the inside and a bolt, and then to get in, uh, you lock with a key. Don't snigger because I said there's a knob on the inside, please. Um, so that's all 
you know, exactly the same as every other cabin, really. Uh, anything... Uh, so it's quite a tidy cabin, is it? Yeah, fairly tidy. I mean, just looking around, um, there do seem to be uh, some bits of, uh, like, a little red crumbled substance in, just on one part of the floor. Uh, there's a little box sitting on top of the uh, table. A uh, little chest of drawers. Uh, I'll open the chest of drawers. Okay. Um, one of the drawers has a briefcase in it, and this briefcase has a chain and handcuff attached. Aha! Uh-huh. Observe, Persa. Did you notice the contusions on the uh, right side of the wrist cavity? Clearly there's a handcuff situation. The wrist cavity? Right. Yes. Uh, well, I've, obviously I haven't seen seen the body of the unfortunate gentleman, Doctor. But, uh, well, unfortunately I have, no, I will say, swinging the episode. briefcase out of the chair. And I can assure you, this was handcuffed to the gentleman in question, Briggs. I'll open the briefcase. Yeah, that's locked. Dash things locked. Um, uh, uh, okay, I'll look in the box on the uh, the coffee table. Coffee table? Bedside table. Well, it, it's a small, it's a small table. Yeah, so looks sure I've got all the bits and pieces here. Uh, it's a small leather box. Looks a bit like a jewellery case. Um, quite small. There's a, um, a, a label on the bottom of it that says Redgrave Engineering Limited, Smeaton, Yorkshire. And um, opening it up, it seems to be empty. It has a little kind of uh, sort of a, a short nap velvet lining, as if you'd use something to sort of hold a ring or whatever. There is a little indentation about the size of um, a tie pin or something like that, maybe perhaps an inch long, quarter of an inch wide at the most, and it, it looks like something was sitting in there, or it's designed to hold something. But the uh, the deceased didn't have anything matching that sort of indentation anywhere. Did you go through his personal effects on, on his body? No, but I did have a very good fish around his abdomen. Nothing, nothing in there. Didn't appear to have swallowed it. Okay. So we can rule that out as the uh, cause of death. Uh, I mean, his, his appendix was insides, but you didn't check his. <laughs> yeah. His appendix wasn't actually ruptured by him falling on it and having it burst into his appendix. Well, so. I was wondering whether he could have. Uh, there wasn't anything in the stomach or anything unusual, was there? Well, possibly. He hadn't been the, to breakfast, the reason he died is because I accidentally opened his stomach during the procedure. <laughs> yeah, I'm presuming you weren't actually opening the stomach, or yeah. Generally, if there's a whiff of bowel, it's going badly wrong. <laughs> yes, that's quite right. Um, okay, uh, and what's this red substance on the floor? Uh, it actually looks like um, crumbled wax, almost like a, a wax seal or something. If you have a look at the, uh, the case, there are traces of it on the outside. Uh, right, okay. You suddenly look much more English. <laughs> I've taken my cap off. Baseball cap. Um, a wax seal, um, and this briefcase was obviously sealed then. Well, the the, no, the briefcase is just locked. It's got an ordinary, very simple right. lock. But there's some uh, papers the little, in there. The little that leather sealed. sort of jewellery case that appears to have had the seal. I see. Okay. Well, this isn't really my bit. I mean, if we've got a locked briefcase, that's presumably the property of Mr. Redgrave, I imagine. Uh, well, um, Mr. Mr. Briggs and, you know, whoever 
the person would probably notice me jamming it open, wouldn't he? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think there's a. If you're trying to surreptitiously do something in front of him, that is a bit weird. <laughs> um, well, there's no obvious cause of death here, um, so that that's good. Here we are. There is. Uh, well, there are a couple couple more things you notice in the drawer. Now you've taken the briefcase out. Uh, there is a small revolver. Oh. And some ammunition. And now that's uh, are... illegal, isn't it? it? Wouldn't he have been? Because it Amelia, would... although she's got several trunks full of revolvers, she's it not allowed to be... carry them. It would be normal for anyone who has weapons. They they would have to be sort of registered and stored safely with with the crew. In fact, the person would quite possibly have them. So it would be extremely unusual for a private passenger to actually be armed. Right. There are some business cards in there as well. Uh, okay. Let's have a look at them. Uh, Alfred Briggs, who is a confidential agent with the Pinkerton National Detective Agency. A Pinkerton. Mm. Alfred Briggs, a Pinkerton detective. So, a Pinkerton in the employ of Mr. Redgrave, we think. Or was he it could the be. fact Red that Grave... he was a courier? Could that just be a cover story? Redgrave has certainly uh, has arranged for the, um, the cabin. Right. Okay. Anyway, we'll just leave you pondering for a second while we uh, are, <coughs> you're potentially missing lunch here because everybody's just sort of gathering to sit down. It's the doctor's table, uh, Amelia, but the doctor isn't there. But you know, everyone. <coughs> And it's um, it's the crowd you were sitting with before, uh, Colonel Mutard. <laughs> uh, can I find everybody's name? Actually? <laughs> really should have printed this out in better order. Large right? Conroy, Madame Scarlet. <laughs> yes, uh, Miss Scarlet O'Flaherty, Mrs. Peacock, Professor Ignatius Plum, the Reverend Amos Green, Mrs. Blanche Conway, and of course Colonel Mutard. Oh, he's gone. Um, so everybody, you know, the, the gentlemen all sort of uh, pull the seats back and say, I'll wait for ladies to sit. As of course they should. And the um, the talk is inevitably about uh, Mr Briggs. Uh, word has reached them that in fact he's uh, he's died. And the doctor oh, couldn't save him. I hope it was nothing he ate. Oh, some terrible stomach problem, but I didn't see him at breakfast, um, says Reverend Green. Unfortunately, hmm. but um, Scarlet O'Flaherty leans forward and says, um, "I've heard he was actually a detective." Oh, how interesting! Colonel <laughs> Mutard just just grunts in a dismissive way and starts to uh, attack the menu in an equally dismissive way, since it's obviously not up to his French standards. Well, he's eating the menu, not the food. <laughs> oh, isn't, he's not, you haven't got the food yet. Right, he's, just, right. he's just launching himself. They've got strange taste, these foreigners. Oh, it is like cardboard, no? What, he's one of those American detectives. How Well, so I've heard. Professor Plum's. Well, I, I don't know that I heard he was a detective, but uh, he's uh, carrying something, I understand. Something, uh, you know, hush hush. Like those mystery adventures. Yeah, there's a few exchanged looks very hurriedly, and then uh, the starters arrive. 
whatever happens with all. Yeah. The melon balls. Just sort of floating up from the uh, the lower window. <laughs> now, your character was an engineer. She's a privately so tutored, yeah. So scientist engineer. engineer. Um, but it's you managed to be theoretical. I don't think she's had much chance to play with stuff. <laughs> Uh, you're part way through dinner. It's it's a little odd. There seem to be people hurriedly changing the subject quite a lot. Although conversation never goes very far around the discussion of what Mr. Briggs was up to. Um, but uh, a steward wanders over and um, says, "Excuse me, Miss. I've forgotten your name because I haven't done your character sheet." I know. Lady Valentine. These bloody stewards. Everywhere. <laughs> Should be thrashed right. to an inch of Oh, life. I know what I've done. I've put everything into a handy folder and thus. And then mislaid the folder. Now I've got the folder, I just forgot it was all in there. Lady Hester Valentine. I won't attempt to attach anything to the hangout, because that seems to be a bit for Nope, nope, not going to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says, Terribly sorry to bother you at lunch, but um, the captain was wondering if he might have a word. Oh, what with me? What do you want? Well, just ask me to, uh, oh, to convey an invitation. I'll, um, yes, certainly I'll, I'll, I'll gather my bag, my little handbag to me and... Everybody's uh, just leaving. You see the captain is uh, standing from his table and uh, just sort of nodding, bowing as everybody walks away and he spots you heading in his direction and uh, waves towards the chair. Oh, okay, good afternoon, Captain. Um, ah, Lady Valentine. Nice Delighted you uh, could take the time to. I uh, I realise, of course, you're here in a, in a very private capacity, but I wonder if you you may be able to help. Um, you may have heard of the unfortunate business with Mr. Briggs. Oh yes, everything. Yes, it's um, it's a bit hard to know quite what to do with this. Um, I don't know the full details of why he was on board, but I suspect it was a technical matter, as Lord Redgrave was quite directly involved and uh, did say that we should afford him every convenience and help him uh, essentially any way that uh, the Mr. Briggs uh, demanded. Um, because of that, and because he's come directly from the Smeaton Works, I, I do feel that this might possibly be uh, some sort of uh, you know, engineering matter, and uh, it's possible that he might have been carrying something that needs to be kept secure, that possibly a, a layman might not recognise. So I wonder if you'd be good enough to um, spare us a few moments of your time and uh, perhaps with the purser uh, have a look through the gentleman's effects and just make sure that everything is uh, you know, safe for sort of public consumption. Oh, of consumption. course, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, obviously, we're, we're going to... We're effectively out of uh, any sort of communication uh, until we can get to the coast of America, uh, but we will be locking away all of these effects, but we want to make sure that there's nothing, I don't know, volatile chemicals or, or whatnot. It's not really my field. Oh, certainly, I'd love to. Um, my table were thinking he was a detective. It all sounded very mysterious. Captain, he looks around, although there's actually nobody inside apart from the steward standing, waiting, essentially, to do whatever the captain they says, says he should do. <laughs> they do, a bit like Jeeves. Jeeves yeah. only shimmers. If you read Woodhouse, Jeeves shimmers into view, which I think is a wonderful skill. Uh, he, um... He was, um... I think detective is perhaps the wrong word. He was a confidential agent. But he wasn't, as far as I'm aware, actually engaged in any investigations. 
uh, simply needed a secure courier. I don't think he himself was an engineer. He may indeed not have known what he was carrying. Oh, yes, well, it may well, it may be nothing, but obviously there's the safety of the ship to consider, and considering it is uh, Lord Redgrave, of course, we do want to protect any interests which he may have entrusted to this man. Oh yes, I suppose it might have been some sort of prototype or something. He was, uh, yes, trying to get. Oh, I, I don't know. I was thinking possibly blueprints or whatever. Anything like that will lock away. But as I say, if it is something that potentially needed to be kept running, if it's uh, some mechanical device, I really don't know. Obviously, oh, we don't yes. know anything about it. Of course. Um, should, I come, should I come along now? Or? Uh, I, obviously, this goes without saying, but discretion is absolutely the watchword. Oh, right. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Uh, he signals to the steward. Uh, he'll just show you down. I'm afraid it's in second class, but um, just show you down to the room. Where is that? Is that downstairs? <laughs> second class? Where is that? It's where the little people <laughs> live. <laughs> Is that strapped to the underside of the hole? Yeah, it's just downstairs. Well, they ride on the inside. They have stairs. <laughs> there are people living under the quite deck. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll follow along behind her. It's perfectly all right. You know, you've seen places like this. It's yeah, like yeah. A, an ordinary sort of hotel. It's, it's not like you're suddenly going to find a, a bunch of uh, people in steerage dancing a jig and all that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> that never happens. Uh, it is, in fact, just the next class down. This is, uh, for people who are not Lord and Lady this, that, and Mock and the other. Or Doctor. Uh, the, yeah. the, or Doctor, yeah. Um, well, you're in the crew's quarters, obviously. The, yeah, you're you're still, what? The Officer's quarters? <laughs> yeah, well, you're still oh, crew. Yeah, you're still crew. Officer yes, material. I mean, as, as a Doctor, you will have better... You, know, you the, might still have to share a cabin. Uh, with with Carruthers, maybe? Yes, probably. Oh, sorry, I had no idea it was that sort of relationship. <laughs> I, I thought oh. it was strictly professional. We're studying anatomy together. Nice. Moving swiftly from Carruthers. It's just, you know, doing pop quizzes and tests and just pumping each other for... Um, <laughs> so, you, you get down there, the... Um, Steward sort of uh, leads the way, and the, the door, in fact, is open to the cabin. He just knocks on it and leans in and says, um, "Yes, uh, Lady Valentine, uh, Percy. The captain thought uh, it would be better to have somebody with some engineering expertise just to check over the effects." Who? The captain. He's the man in charge of the ship. I see. Show lady. Lady what? Lady. I thought you said there was someone with some engineering knowledge. It's, you, it's, it's gone very quiet, I must say. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just standing behind the steward. I'm not a very uh, uh, forward person. Oh. Well, come in then. Come on. Well, come on. Uh, sure. the, the, um, there, isn't, there isn't room for four people. There's frankly barely room for three. But the steward is going to... Uh, the, purser is, the steward's going to leave. The purser will sort of um, you know, <laughs> introduce himself and so on. And he'll step back to the door where he will make notes of everything that's found. But he's, he's going to let, uh, let you and the doctor, since the doctor is... Basically, in there being a completely nosy <laughs> bee way. Well, this guy's using, he's using his notebook, so he may as well let other people go through. Afternoon again, Doctor. Ah, um, oh, Lady Valentine. Good to see you again. Hello. Um, um, I, I'm not sure the room. Are a woman. <laughs> uh, I gather they're sending someone down with some engineering knowledge. So, yes, uh, yes, if, if you thought I might be interested in, uh, might be useful. There might be something dangerous in here. Uh, sorry, no, I, I think they're sending someone down with some engineering knowledge. So, yes, uh, yes, that's I, me. Yes. 
Um, have you found anything? How or any there might be papers or um, blueprints or something that interesting. Um, um, well, what? there is uh, this um, this briefcase. I. Uh, oh, what's in it? I I yeah, I've managed to open it. There's oh, okay. uh, there's a, a knock just at the door and uh, excuse me, purser and uh, a bit of a muttered conversation. And personally, says he's got a, a small box, just a simple uh, uh, container out of the sick bay. Just uh, opens the lid. Uh, you might find this useful, actually, Doctor. It looks like there's some keys and bits and pieces. Mr. Briggs' uh, personal effects that were on his body. Uh, and there's, uh, there's a half hunter watch, very small bunch of keys, uh, a few other bits and pieces. Okay, uh, well, uh, one of these keys uh, fits the briefcase. Really. Funnily enough, one of the keys is quite obviously a house key, but there are two small keys. Okay. However, since the GM has just turned the page over, there'll be a small pause while he finds out what they fit. Okay. <laughs> Tune in after the break. <laughs> Now you'll notice the uh, the red crumbled substance on the floor, uh, Lady oh, Valentine. Oh, looks like wax. What's where's that come off? Well, clearly some kind of wax seal from uh, documents or. Oh, um, perhaps a Oh dear. Uh, well, possibly. I mean, I was going to respect the man's privacy, um, but. Uh, well, there might, there might be something quite highly confidential in here, which we need to put. Well, quite right. If we're under captain's orders, then clearly we should um, break into this briefcase. Well, everything has to be has to be accounted for because obviously, somebody, if you just take the briefcase, somebody could perhaps open it, steal whatever's in it, close it, nobody's any the wiser. So it's or all there could be some sort of dangerous substance in there that might. What well, like a so. tear gas disguised as a talcum powder bottle? Uh, quite right. Yes. <laughs> well, the man was uh, a Pinkerton, Lady Valentine. I don't know. Uh, the, in in the uh, colonies, they have. Uh, Detectives, I believe, and uh, oh, the captain said he probably wasn't a detective. Oh, um, I'll show you the business card that says he was a detective. Yes, yes, apparently he wasn't. It he says he's confidential agent stuff. of the Pinkerton National Detective Agency. Well, I don't know such things. I'm a doctor, not a uh, law enforcement officer. Well, should we get so. the briefcase open then? I mean, yes, 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 come on. Yeah, you've got the cabin key, unsurprisingly, uh, a few coins, it's small the bunch of keys. Key has uh, three keys on it. The house key is quite obvious, and there are two small it's not obviously keys a house key. that, um, that are much more the sort of size that might fit the, uh, the briefcase, but they are different. Right, this one, I'll pick one and uh, unlock the briefcase with it. Roll me a d6. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, one? One? Yeah. It doesn't fit, but the other one does. <laughs> yes, as I thought, it's the other one. However... You've got a pretty shrewd guess that the first one probably fits the handcuff. Uh, yes. See, uh, I'll, I'll I'll demonstrate with the handcuff. See, Lady Valentine, this is uh, this Roll is what's called a handcuff. <laughs> uh, now, this is used to uh, secure valuables. Well, I've seen these before. They, people lock themselves to the briefcase. It's all That's quite much. right. So it's clearly a yes. valuable um, implement. Do you think he walked around all the time with it? Well, it must be very well I did notice uh, a ring-shaped contusion around the subject's right wrist, which would suggest that yeah. there had been... He doesn't <laughs> know. I'm not going to correct myself, am I? <laughs> um, I've just got visions of the person just writing stuff down occasionally going, left wrist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so clearly he, he did walk around it and with it attached. All right, well, you've got it open then. Let's see what's in the briefcase. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Click, whir, pop, bang. Oh, what? What's in the briefcase? No, the. Uh... 
<laughs> He's leaning over the briefcase on it. So there's a notebook. Um, 20 rounds of 32, 0.32 ammunition. Uh, oh. The Derringer is a 0.32, in fact, that's sitting in the uh, in the drawer. There's mm. a purse which has four dollars, uh, sorry, four pounds and twenty-seven dollars in gold and small change. Twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, that's actually a dollar's not a lot nowadays, is it? It's, it's about, about like four pounds, isn't it? Yeah, basically twenty-seven dollars is slightly more than it's about a five of that is. Okay, that's still um, quite a lot of money. Well, yeah. yeah. Nineteen yeah. <laughs> And it's in gold and small change. Uh, there's a large manila envelope with red wax seals addressed to, and it's a foreign bloke at a New York address. Uh, it's a Nikola Tesla. Oh, Mr. Tesla. Nikola Tesla. Tesla. He's very famous. He's Sorry? a foreign bloke, Nick. Nikola Tesla. Some Russian. He's Nikola Tesla. He's incredibly famous. Yes, yes, I'm sure he is. He's done some uh, amazing what? work in electronics. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let's have a look in the envelope. Oh, is it not been enveloped already? The opposite of enveloped. No, but it's quite easy to open it. This Tesla chappy, what's he famous for? Murder or...? Um, Inventions, mostly. Um, Electrics and um, electronics. Foreign inventions, you mean? No, 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 he works works for the Americans now. Right, foreign inventions, then. Uh, he probably has got something quite important in there. The captain should have it. Yes, uh, very well. So this is for the attention of Mr. Tesla. It is addressed to him at a particular address. It's got no postage on it. I was going to say, is it? It's like no, it's okay. hand delivery. Okay. But it's it's got red wax seals. Does it say anything on the back, like, if undelivered, please return to? No, presumably the idea was that if undelivered, the man who was hand-delivering it would know what to do. Damn it, they're so clever. This is why you hire a confidential detective who <laughs> has either coincidentally died of appendicitis at just the wrong moment, or, you know, there may be foul play, but as a doctor you've ruled that out. Haven't you? What's the seal on the wax? Uh, it's not a particularly no initials ornate or anything. seal. Um, there seems to be a, a large R Sort of it's right, right. Uh, so there's that the notebook which is um, it's got a, an elastic band around it it's got a I'll few have a quick clippings and bits and pieces um, yeah the notebook's interesting it's got a few expenses um, jottings in there such as off the top of my head second glass ticket from Liverpool to Smeaton Yorkshire 18 shillings and threepence from Liverpool I knew it lunch Four shillings and eleven pence. Accommodation at the Flying Yorkshireman <laughs> Tavern in Smeaton, ten shillings and sixpence. And so on. And if you follow it through, it does seem to be just day to day expenses uh, of somebody So he was presumably being employed plus expenses or whatever. He had a four shilling lunch? My god, he was splashing out. Four shillings and eleven pence. No. <laughs> um, there are also quite a lot. I mean, it's got details about. Um, there's like a four-day delay part through, then a journey from speaking to London, then joining the Princess Louise. So he's meticulously noting down everything he's doing, everything he's spent. There's a load of, newsca- load of newspaper <laughs> clippings folded into the back. Uh, yeah, he's got relevant receipts. Um, what are the newspaper clippings? Well, if you open them up, um, I mean, they're all sorts. The majority seem to be sort of wanted advertisements. 
there's a chap called Robert Leroy Parker. There's one for Harry Longbow. We've got rather outlandish American names, in fact. Uh, various others. Do any of the names that familiar or famous? Uh, would you know the names Robert Leroy Parker and Harry Longbow? Possibly, possibly not. Let's have a let's just have a mind roll from you both. Oh blimey! Someone's good at mind in this room. You, you tell me what your mind is, Five. and you you roll two d six, and I'm cross referencing it with a number I'm not going to reveal to you. And we want to get really high, don't we? No. No. I got six. Damn it! What have you got now? <laughs> Ten. And what was your mind? Four. Right. You know exactly who they are. They're American musical entertainers. They're quite famous. Amelia, um, they're actually better known by uh, uh, sort of nicknames, uh, aliases. Uh, Robert Leroy Parker is normally known as Butch Cassidy, and Harry Longbow goes by the name the Sundance Kid. And they've achieved I read some, my American history. They've achieved some <laughs> notoriety. Well, even in England, they're quite well known by those names. But you've definitely read an article where you think it's. Uh, Connects to, to these names. And they hold up in some place like Bolivia. In oh, that's a great film. I think they're in the dead. They, they're still at large, are they? Apparently, there's no mention here that they've been caught. They're just very, very basic details. Because the clippings, there's no date on here. Um, Briggs would presumably know. Did I remember from. I read about? Why would a detective want to find American music hall entertainment? No, no, they're the famous outlaws. It's, it's really exciting. Are they? It was in all the papers. Well, well they're, 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 they're I only read the Times. They, they, they rob trains and things. It's very exciting. They're that bad at music well, corner, Possibly liners. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think they did music calls. No, you must be thinking... Oh, no, no, I've definitely heard them. As, uh, I'm sure they are. Oh. I, yeah, I, I don't know I don't go to music calls. It's quite interesting trying to rob a music hall. You're all right, unless you ride alongside it, but it's getting your horse to match the speed so you can jump on. That's the difficult <laughs> bit. Um, uh, well, yeah, you've, well. already, you've already found the little leather jewellery case. I don't know if you've shown that to anyone. Oh, yes, Lady Valentine. I don't know if you have any idea um, what might have been held in this box. You see the uh, peculiar indentation. Oh, there was obviously something small, wasn't there? Um, is there anything lying around? Or? Well, there was no, nothing in his abdomen. He well, had an un- unusually shaped spleen. Uh, uh, is there anything like... Ferret-shaped. You <laughs> haven't got a fingertip search or anything. Is he, you know, hidden anything under the bed or under the pillow? Or? Well, it, so it looks like a sort of shape for a... like a, a pin or a, uh, oh. a brooch if you imagine, or something. If you imagine like a, a, a stick pin for its yeah. size, something like that, it's roughly like that, maybe an inch long, it couldn't be any more than a quarter of an inch across. Was, that, was there, about the there was a wardrobe so here, was there? I'll, I'm going to thoroughly, wardrobe, yeah. I'm going to thoroughly search the wardrobe in case something's falling off. Is there a desk off. as well? Uh, not a desk as such. There's the, just the, the table, which you know, sort of dots for that. I'll search a, around a the bed and. Uh, you've gone through the drawers. The only thing in there spare apart clothes from clothes hanging up in spare, uh, spare clothes and so on. There's a few things folded up in the jacket uh, on the back of the door. His uh, jacket, in fact, is hanging in the wardrobe. Um, you've started checking there, I think, first. Yes, yeah, so I'm so any clothes in there, I'll check the pockets. Yeah. Um, you know, pair of trousers, that kind of thing hanging there. But the coat catches your attention because there's a heavy weight in the right-hand pocket. And there is a 32 revolver in there. Another one? Or was it a 38? Well, the other one's... Derringered. 
The other one is a Derringer. Hmm. This one is a 32 revolver. They all take the same ammunition. Seems that uh, this chap was expecting some trouble, Lady Valentine. And well, even, expected, guess, even to your untrained eye, this, this gun is loaded. What about my trained eye? <laughs> this gun is loaded. It's especially loaded. Not only Has it been loaded. fired? Has not it? only is it loaded, it's been loaded by somebody who knows what he's doing because it is not cocked, but the hammer is resting on an empty chamber. Right. Because and do I think it's been fired? I mean, is he lacking, obviously, any ammunition? It's... Uh, no, the, the reason it would be on an empty chamber is because is there are no safety catches at this yeah. stage. Yeah. So this is a guy who knows that the gun could go off. He um, couldn't have accidentally shot it's... himself in the appendix, by any <laughs> Thank you for you I, I would hope that somebody who could get a job as the ship's doctor could tell the difference between a dodgy salmon moose and a gunshot's <laughs> Now, mulling all this over in my mind, this guy was obviously expecting trouble. Thinking back, is there any way someone could have deliberate or could have punched him in the Harry Houdini style? Punched him in the abdomen and ruptured say, his appendix? Just before he goes on stage, somebody comes up. <laughs> One of those musical entertainers could have done it. <laughs> C- could it have been foul play? I, yes, I'm, I'm re- re-going over the case in my mind. It could potentially have been foul play. You would have to conduct an autopsy, really, to to confirm your diagnosis that it was actually uh, a ruptured appendix for, for the reasons you believe. It right. could potentially have been some form of poison, but it, it, it all looked pretty above board. It was, you know, textbook stuff as far as you were concerned. But then again, that's kind of what you were expecting to see. So I although I should, uh... your medical instincts would tell you, no, you, you're pretty certain it's natural causes, but there's perhaps circumstantial evidence pointing towards mm. maybe it's worth another look. His uh, passport's this... also in his coat. Uh, Lady Valentine, sorry. Um, yeah. Have either of these guns been discharged at all? They have... So. They have Not been. Recently. They've both been used quite well, well maintained. No evidence they've been fired. Well, certainly since it's been on board. Yeah. I how how long into board. the trip are we? Oh, uh, day two days, I think. Yeah. And how do the uh, the second class uh, live? Uh, how do they eat? <laughs> I mean, what I mean is, do they eat communally? Is, is there a trough? Or something? There is um, much as the first class. People have a, have a restaurant, dining area. Uh, there is a second class one, but obviously it's separate. Well, obviously, the captain, I mean, the captain it's doesn't have part. a table, and the doctor doesn't have a table. <laughs> is there any evidence in here of a meal being eaten or uh, anything? Uh, anything? Is there no. a waste bin or anything? Yeah, there's a very small waste bin, but there's nothing in there at all. Um, there are no obvious signs of crumbs, no wrappings, anything like that. But then, if you haven't been out that long. Uh, Lady Valentine, I would like to take another look at this chap's corpse and just reassess my diagnosis because he was clearly expecting trouble. Two, you, you, two you weapons. You don't think he died of the bad stomach? Oh uh, no, he died of my surgery. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you probably don't want to admit that. <laughs> I, I jest, of course. But I, uh, I the just the is writing furiously. <laughs> the guy behind me with the notebook. <laughs> Fortunately, we've not reached the no win, no fee low of humanity yet. Doctor, is it a J or a G in surgery? <laughs> uh, there's one M in incompetence and uh, one L in mal- malpractice. Um, incompetence, right? Is it? Do I, I 
realize think the uh, the jewelry shaped pin thing is it does it look familiar apart from being you know it could be badge or you know the indentation that whatever was in there fits in is not specifically shaped for something that's an unusual shape whatever yeah. it is is roughly an inch long roughly quarter of an inch across and that is so just you know, it sort of could be shape. his I don't know, rotary club type in or something it could. Uh, I mean, it's all. It was wax sealed, and it has a label from the Smeaton Works underneath. Mm. Uh, so it could potentially have been a gift from Lord Redgrave. Mm. Now, his, you've got his personal effects there from his body, and there is no type in or anything. Could similar. it have been some important piece of machinery, Lady Valentine? Well, yes, but it's kind of a rather generic shape. I mean, it's also very, very small for. You know, piece of machinery. Yeah. Well, I think like I mean, science, it, science is no guarantee of importance or quality. You'd be looking at perhaps clockwork rather than you know something from a locomotive, for instance. It's it's clearly very small. Sound just like my wife. But what does he have on him? I mean, what sort of person effects? Please don't tell me your wife thinks you go like clockwork, <laughs> <laughs> or indeed a locomotive. <laughs> <laughs> Always running out of steam with the wrong moment. And he just tend to scream from. Anyway, let's. Um... Well, what did he have on him? Did he have anything on him? Like a pin or. Um, I mean, pop his keys, but did he. Uh, well, these are all his effects, I believe. I was more interested in the uh, the biological. Um, well, his watch and. Equipment. Is it I, I'm not. I wasn't interested in his equipment. Let me clear that up. Is right he a now. I didn't, didn't quite. He's got a perfectly ordinary half hunter. He's not got a wristwatch, as I say. That would be extremely unusual. Then yeah, came. Yeah. Is, that, is that a fob watch? With the war. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's is there a, a pin pe- on the end of it? Because they used to have a thing to stick in the wrist. No, it's got a button on the end. Mm. Uh, well, Lady Valentine, I'm going to go and reassess the uh, the patient, or should I say, cadaver. Yeah. Um, and um, well, have, a, have a look on when you get there also in his pockets for um, whatever it might have been in this jewelry place I'll, I'll double check um, and if uh, if you hand the envelope to the, the captain I suppose um, we can yes. talk about it over over a uh, evening meal I trust I can I, I'll, I I'll see you there what does the envelope feel like it's got in does it feel like it's thick or just several sheets or um, it, I don't think it's actually that could we get a telegraph um, message to Mr... No, it doesn't seem that large. You can't get a telegraph message anywhere okay. because the ship is not equipped with wireless and you have to be within pretty much sight of the American coast to be in signalling range of other shipping. OK. So You're not this... expecting to pass another ship going usefully in the right direction. OK, fair enough. So, well, I, I really think this envelope is the property of the captain, I suppose, until we dock. Is that... Well, the purser is, is planning to take it with everything else yes. and block it away, and he's going to report to the captain with a full list of everything that's in there. Right. Um, so far, the only odd thing, apart from the fact that the man was, was clearly well-armed mm. uh, and hadn't had his up. locked away, uh, is you've got a small thing that you, you can't find. You've done a, a Sounds just like my wife. And... Um, that was on the table, the, the leather box, and then you've got the wax seal that was broken is on the floor, uh, not next to the table. So what the, the wax seal was on the, the jewellery, I'm going to call it the jewellery case. Yeah, box, the jewellery but... case. It, it looks as if either 
another envelope with a wax seal that, of which there is no trace somebody's opened the seal and just broken it onto the floor or since there appear to be traces on the on the jewelry case more likely the wax seal that was on there has been broken and that's was, what's over was this jewelry case locked no, it was open. It, in fact, it doesn't seem to actually lock as such, but it had a, a wa- the wax seal on it. So, if there was something very important there, you wouldn't the have table. thought it would have left it out. You wouldn't have thought it would be sitting on the table, seal or not. Anyone could have gone well, in. He was armed. I mean, but that wasn't something he carried with him, was it? He? he carried the briefcase, but he left this. Well, perhaps thing. he carried it with him when he went out to the cabin. I mean, he he was in the cabin when he first called for assistance. Right. And he was feeling very unwell. So, so maybe that was something he carried. Are there any traces of wax inside the briefcase? No. I suppose, right, okay. uh, The only thing inside the briefcase with any... I mean, there might be possibly where it slightly rubbed the wax seal on the... But, you know, but no the, crumbled but, bits yeah, just, where someone's... No, no, right. Is there any wax like not in the room like that in the Um, Unless you've trodden in it, no. Yeah, Doctor. So people have been treading all over the... <laughs> Room, so. I'm going to go and have a look at this stiff, um, the uh, the deceased, and uh, see if I can, <laughs> see if I can just reassure myself it it was a natural case of appendicitis rather than uh, just check everything over for the lawyers just to make sure that you, yes, yes. I'll, <laughs> just, I'll go with the person, the captain, and right. kind of um, I need to work up an appetite. It's going to take a couple of hours to be reasonably thorough in terms of going over the body. But um, could you make me a roll on your uh, doctor skill? Please? Almost oh. certainly not. What, what is the skill? <laughs> uh, five. I am an almost superhuman skilled doctor. A roll of two always succeeds, really? you know. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> eight. A five and a three making eight. Remind me not to get all this voyage. <laughs> yes. You are absolutely confident that you made the right diagnosis. It, it was definitely a naturally occurring... Uh, you've gone through, and you are entirely of the opinion that you were right the first time, that there is no trace of foul play. He doesn't appear right. to have suffered an injury that might have caused it. He hasn't been attacked. No trace of poison or other exotic means of death. It was just an unfortunately timed appendicitis. It was just an exceptionally coincidental case of appendicitis, which killed him at the moment that something appears to have been taken from his cabin, yes. Now, yes am completely I, convinced. Am that. I so arrogant and stupid that I wouldn't ask Carruthers for a second opinion? Yes, that yes I am. actually up to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carruthers Car- Car- is nowhere near your level of, of ability. Well, no, I mean, no, I, you, I wouldn't. You can't tell, you can't tell. But it's not a case of you can't see anything and therefore you think you're right. You can see all the classic signs. I mean, as far as you're it was concerned, clearly appendicitis. Absolutely, you did everything you could for the price. <laughs> um, okay, well, there, there we are then. That's, uh, that's clear cut. No foul play, no murder. Let's all relax oh. until we get to New York. Who knows? You might be able to have a proper meal this evening. I think what I'll do is I'll just keep rolling my wandering monster die, and every, every time you come up during a meal, that you get called away. To the... <laughs> what until eventually my character starves to death? <laughs> you, you'll, you'll be able to, to eat. Don't worry. You're living on sardines. <laughs> I hardly think the captain's going. Well, I'm very sorry, Doctor, but if you don't turn up at the table, you don't get fed. <laughs> 
Captain, I can't see anymore. <laughs> Me teeth are falling out. Speaking of the captain, um, he, what's uh, the captain's name? Captain. Well, just captain usually. Um, the captain Pug- Lord. Pugwash. Captain Lord. You're Captain Lord rather than Lord Captain. Oh, he is yeah, Ma- Captain Lord. Very... He is Captain Lord. Yeah. That's confusing, isn't it? What if he gets knighted? Well, then, then it'd be Sir Lord. Lord. <laughs> well, what if he gets? But just as well, he's not Captain Loin, then, isn't it? <laughs> or, or Captain Comcision. Of the Essex Comcision. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, carry on. Or conspect, or conference. Um, Yeah, why did I pick on circumcision? Anyway, carry on. (laughs) Oh, what is it, an anti-Jewish thing? Because I'm a medical man. (laughs) Oi, me. That's my... Oh, oh, please never do that again. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot of Jewish friends. (laughs) Not anymore. Um, so anyway, yes, uh, the captain is in fact uh, just presuming his duties on the bridge, so it takes a few moments before he's uh, free and he passes over command to number one. And uh, wanders over, takes the details from the purse and looks through. Uh, well, uh, Lady Valentine, what was your uh, opinion of the items that you found? Well, uh, I don't see anything here that seems very unusual. Well, the envelope uh, is probably quite important. It's to Mr. Tesla. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's very famous. Um, it could be something quite important. Uh, which would keep it safe. Um, but there was something missing. Um, How could you tell? There, there was a box. Uh, no, 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 more like a jewellery case. Um, and there was something in it. Um, sort of small, a bit like a tie pin, but there wasn't. Right. It, it's obviously been taken. Oh, so there was just the box left? Yes, yes. Hmm. Uh, sorry. Um, and then... Well, um, there's been a steward on the door ever since uh, the, uh, the gentleman was taken to sickbay because we, we knew that he uh, he was armed there was special dispensation normally of course uh, wouldn't allow that but uh, given the circumstances with uh, Lord Redgrave being uh, directly personally involved um, I was allowing him to keep his weaponry on board but naturally wouldn't want to leave him in the cabin if he wasn't there so I'll have a word with the steward of course but I don't believe anyone had actually been in into the room after the well, they probably went in before if they went in, or um, or he took it out himself and left it somewhere. I don't know. Um, right, but right. There's de- it definitely isn't there, and he hasn't got a body. Just a moment, and he, uh, he turns to one of the officers and mumbles something, and the chap wanders off. Uh, a few minutes later, while you're just going through the rest of the bits and pieces, a steward turns up, who's the guy who'd been posted to just stand outside the uh, door, and the captain says, "Oh, you." Um, did anybody go in at all? Well, no, sir. No, nobody at all. Uh, I went in just to tidy the place up, but um, the gentleman had, had obviously fallen rather heavily uh, when we found him. Knocked some things over, the chair was on the floor and so on, and uh, carried him out to the, uh, the sick bay. Came back and I, I was by the door all night. So, so you, left, you left him, the cabin was empty while you took him to the sick bay? Well, it was locked, but purely for that time, because we'd no idea what was wrong with him. But um, once we'd reported that he'd been taken to sick bay, the captain uh, um, instructed me to go and stand by the door. Hmm. And what, when was this? Was this like the middle of the night or something? 
No, it was it was around uh, around breakfast, wasn't it? That. Uh, oh, oh yes, of course it was. Uh, uh, yes. Um, hang on, was this yesterday? When yes. did he fall ill? No, earlier this morning. Earlier this morning, I yes, it was. It was late in the night, sort of coming through to early morning. So he'd been there. Gosh, he went. I suppose maybe they actually took him to sick maybe perhaps seven o'clock. Maybe. How did you know he was ill? Did somebody call you? He called for help. Oh. What about the people opposite? Uh, perfectly ordinary. Uh, just no, uh, what... I meant. Did they hear anything? I mean. I... Oh yes, it was. It was one of the other, one of the other second class uh, passengers yeah. who uh, found that the, the gentleman had fallen over. They heard a crash and uh, what they described as just a sort of weak cry and uh, groaning. Uh, knocked on the door. There was there was no answer, and then they uh, thought perhaps somebody may have fallen, banged his head or something. So the, they uh, fetched a steward. So they didn't see anybody else. Not that I'm aware of. I must admit, I didn't ask. Perhaps somebody should. Right, well, we'll make some inquiries. I don't just seem to have disappeared again. I, uh, I certainly don't think there'd been any any foul play or anything. Yes, I, uh, I mean, the uh, the gentleman was on his own. As I say, he'd, uh, he'd fallen over and you know, knocked the chair over and so on. And um, I didn't really have much time to, to tidy up too much. Well, I only mentioned the typing thing or whatever it is because it was in a box with uh, the Smeaton stamp on, so it might have been important. Oh, the um, that little jewellery case. Yes, that's the one. Yes, that was on the floor. Um, I think he must have knocked it off the table, so I just put it back there so it didn't get kicked. As I say, it was empty, so um, well, it might. Well, I certainly been, didn't open it then. It might not have been important, but um, it's definitely missing whatever it was. Well, I'm afraid I didn't look into it at all. As I say, I was rather concerned about the gentleman. Right. Um, well, apart from that, there's nothing explosive or. Um, worrying, apart from this envelope, which I think you should definitely keep safe. Right, well, the, the captain dismissed this year. Yes, certainly, well, we'll put that in with all the details, uh, all the rest of the effects in the purse is safe. Um, obviously, private correspondence, even if it does have some bearing on what's happened, we, we can't possibly. Well, I mean, no, I suppose you couldn't. Um, no, no. Well, we, um, we could, though, couldn't we? Oh no, that would be you're there. <laughs> voice and, <laughs> voice and flow. I, I'm just your conscience. <laughs> oh no, I, 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 I mean, I know how to open you know, that's things, but yeah, I think you know. that would be wrong. So well, you know, safe. is everything that's wrong actually wrong? Society <laughs> says a man cannot love a goat, but. Oh, she's a very moral person, she probably wouldn't. <laughs> it is a considerable breach of etiquette, potentially the law to break into somebody else's personal mail. There's other, also the slight matter that the envelope was um, sent by and sealed by Redgrave. Lord Redgrave, who was a man of some influence, so perhaps not the idea. Actually, he's technically your employer. Nick, so, um, well, I've heard he's a man of uh, influence. But yes, it, I mean, it, it is, it's not the done thing. Although, very thin, hot knife, nobody can tell. Oh, I was thinking hot wire, but... <laughs> Actually, that's the engineer in you, though. A thin, hot knife to the appendix. No one can tell. No, to the envelope, but doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, well, if there's, if there's nothing else, we'll, uh, we'll lock these items away. Um, something that small, I mean, there's really no point doing a search of the ship. We'd never find it. Yeah, but if somebody's oh, no, but walked I mean, away with something... Perhaps... 
Well, he might have had it on him when it was dropped on the way to the sick bay, or he's put it somewhere else. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, possible. We'll um, we'll ask around, and uh, I'll get the stewards to check over the uh, the route they took to sick bay, just in case something fell out of his pocket, perhaps. Well, yeah, thank you, you thank you so much indeed for your assistance. Sir, uh, if, if you need me for anything else, don't don't hesitate to ask. Um, I, yeah, all sorts of exciting shipboard activities, but dinner is what you're really interested in, I'm sure. Right, finally. <laughs> so, sitting down to dinner, even. <laughs> before the late, before the ladies have even actually got to the chair, <laughs> the doctor in. is there, walking away. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's it's the same crowd, and um, there's a lot of very excited chatter and the occasional harumph from the Frenchman. Uh, but uh, yes, they're all very interested to hear that uh, that in fact the the man had a gun. What's interesting uh, is no, not oh, just nobody, one gun. He nobody, had two guns. nobody will admit where they've heard that. Oh, two guns, you say, Doctor? Well, so I gather. Um, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I'm the man's physician. He's he's bound by uh, client-patient confidentiality. But yes, a 32 and a 38. No, they were both 32. They're 32. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> There's a harumph from the colonel. Carrying uh, something the matter, different, French uh, different, colonel. Carrying a different size ammunition. Clearly, he was not a professional soldier. <laughs> In France, we would never do something so impractical. Certainly not at Waterloo. This is my accent. <laughs> there is a. Uh, hey, Agincourt. The, the, hey. <coughs> the sound of cutlery hitting his plate rather heavily. <laughs> I love you, no, Monsieur. I am a military attaché. You're a briefcase. I am travelling to the French embassy in Washington, where I will be the official military attaché for France. Yes, I've heard the French and the Americans are very close. Of course. Why would we not be? They cast off the shackles of England. Or mustard, Colonel? English mustard? <laughs> of course, this is an English ship. Then I shall decline. The problem with the English is you think you always have the upper hand, this air superiority now that uh, Lord Redgrave has this magical flying vessel. Hmm. Well, of course, when you have the upper hand, you don't need to be uh, quite so pompous. There's a, <coughs> a slightly di diplomatic cough from Reverend Greenley. Well, this is, uh, I'm not sure that uh, international politics is quite the topic for the dinner table. Quite so. Now, what do people think about religion? <laughs> well, there's general motion. Oh, no, excellent. A bit of stuff of life, yes, yes, jolly good. <laughs> anyway, this is a marvellous dinner, I must say. Quite the best I've had on the ships. Yes, pity none of you have any. <laughs> Now, was there anything particularly you were planning on doing? Any, um, if you're continuing with an investigation, was there any particular line you were planning to take, or um, are we sort of skipping forward and seeing if things develop? I was thinking of next day, maybe just knocking on the door. Do I? Did I miss anything? Sorry, knock, I, knocking I, on. Just, I just or whatever it is, and asking if they'd heard anything. 
Oh, well, 14 across the way, That's a yeah. very good idea. Or the, or the next door cabin, just to see if they heard me. Could we wait till after dinner? Yeah. Well, yes, you, you could go after dinner, or you could go the following day, or whatever. Yeah. Probably the evening, but they, they might not be in. I don't know what second-class people do in the evening. I think referring to them second-class people <laughs> uh, might... <laughs> might be seen as derogatory. I mean, it's quite right. And, and, I mean, and drink to forget their drab existence. It's quite normal to think that, but it's, it's, it's another. It's bad they for might not be in the evening, is what I'm saying, you know. Are you offering that you're doing this, Lady Valentine? Or well, no, I wouldn't I just go on my own, obviously. Okay, well, I'll, I'll... I'm not wandering around below decks on my own. Well, quite right, those second-class, <laughs> practically semi-evolved simians might have... <laughs> Yes, the um, Professor Plums of Chuffles and says, <laughs> Yes, uh, I, I can see that you're uh, you're a Darwinist at heart then, Doctor. Well, there's some merit to his theory, certainly. Though, uh, you know, obviously, oh, some people are more evolved than others. Reverend Green's got both eyebrows raised. <laughs> <laughs> you suspect, I mean, not 100% sure, but you suspect that the Reverend Green isn't a Darwinist. <laughs> Well, I'm not entirely sure that conflicts with uh, the Bible's teachings. Um, I, I read in, with in interest on the origin of species. <laughs> you must, uh, you can't deny there's certain anatomical similarities uh, between chimpanzees, gorillas, and, and humanity. Reverend Green, I mean that's that's clearly hello, not a coincidence. Oh, hello, uh, uh, hello, pussy. Uh, that's uh, that's very kind of you to say, Reverend. from the back seats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's now going to be a bit of a knob, I suspect. <laughs> yes, it's because you're on camera. We can all see her running around. <laughs> well, so, assuming the dinner passes without fisticuffs... Well, it, it's it's tense. I mean, Reverend Green is making some comments about you know, wild, spherist theories and Darwinism and all things like this. And Professor Plum, the moment it starts moving towards anything scientific, he, he's starts to leap in. So it's um, I mean it's not sort of uncomfortable but every time somebody changes the subject there does seem to be a bit of tension with someone else at the table. <laughs> it's almost like they were set up that way, you know. Surely. Have these conflicting interests. It's crazy. Well after dinner we shall head down to the the second rate um, cabins. Yeah. Right up. Uh, there is nobody outside of 12A. It's um, the doors shut. Why did did the purser say, um, Lady Valentine? Why he, it wasn't the purse, Clearly, it was the uh, the steward. Why he'd um, why the man had called for help? Did he say what had happened? Yes, uh, neighbours heard a cry and a fall, and then they knocked the door, and then called the steward or something. I see. Okay, so it wasn't Briggs himself that called this show. Well, no, he, he cried out or fell over or something. How acute is appendicitis? Does it happen within... I suppose it does happen within you hours. You can have an ache, and then if your appendix ruptures, that's pretty acute and sudden. So it could have happened quite quite. He could quickly. have thought, oh, I have a really aching stomach for a few hours, and then suddenly, oh my God, the aching pain. Oh, I, must the admit, pain I rather the pain. expected 
you to know more about the sort of thing. <laughs> yes, well, I, I rather... Animals don't moan too much about appendix. Animals don't have an appendix <laughs> for a start, you smart-ass yeah. bastards. You're thinking, um, well, let me see, who, who can ask? I don't know. Oh, an astrophysicist, perhaps. <laughs> animals have a cecum. Is that the same as an appendix? I don't think it's quite the same. Yes, I've searched for I've searched for many of them. Uh, they do have a cecum, which is a, a fermenting organ, but they they don't seem to suffer appendicitis like humans do. As is some weird spare part of the intestine. There is some evidence. It's without getting too boring. There is some evidence. It's not as vestigial as we thought. And it's actually no, I know, but it's useful not in the immune system. Yeah, it's something to the immune system. Mm. But anyway, uh, I wouldn't know that because I'm a, a veterinarian, not a Medic- Whereas I'm an astrophysicist. Medication. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be anyway. a cartoonist. Uh, I can't contribute much either. <laughs> anyway, it does make medical sense to me that the man could have had appendicitis as acutely as that without anything suspicious going on at all. Yeah. Everything basically fits as far as you're concerned and you're you're absolutely confident. So I'm really just accompanying Lady Valentine well, into the, the uh, whatever it was the lower the, the lower rate decks. Well, you know, it's a bit of a mystery. I don't know if you're the sort of person because at the moment it doesn't seem like there's a plague on board, so you haven't actually got much to do that Carruthers can't take care of. Well, he's actually better at it than me, but I went to bedside manner is probably better. <laughs> well, I don't. Well, know. of course, only the doctor would know about that. <laughs> And his patients, but they never—they're never around to tell. <laughs> to tell <laughs> okay, so we'll knock on the door to cabin fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. Yeah, the one opposite. Okay. And then we'll do the one next door or something. There is no response from fourteen. Um, if you go to twelve, however, which is directly next to twelve A, uh, there is a response, and it's. Uh, a middle-aged lady who answers the door, and she sort of opens it just. Uh, yes, hello. Good evening, ma'am. I am uh, uh, Doctor Crowther, the uh, the ship's doctor, and this is oh. Lady Valentine. Doctor, is there is there a problem? Oh, uh, lady, uh, is, is anything wrong? Sorry, my uh, husband was just sleeping. I, I, I didn't want we're to. So, we're it. sorry to disturb you so late in the evening, and um, we don't want to disturb your husband. But we we're just asking a question. Uh, well, really, we want to know about the chat next door. Yes. Oh, yes, you can take an ill, I understand. Are you the uh, the people that reported the problem to the... Yes, excuse me, let me step out into the cabin just to... Henry's really not been sleeping very well first Is night there something the wrong? Would you like me to take a look at him? Uh, for, for a small fee. He, he was just a little queasy, so this is on board ship. Uh, it's just a little queasy, <laughs> so he's, he's just getting a bit of rest now. He's fine, just takes him a day to get his legs. Really? He steps into the corridor and just can't... Uh, can I hear door. snoring in the background? Um, not that I'm a naturally suspicious chap. I'm not going to barge you. sure you haven't murdered him? <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the corridor, um, he says, yes, sorry, yes, he... Um, oh, cried out in, in terrible pain, it sounded like, and uh, it sounded like he'd fallen over. Certainly yeah. consistent with the ruptured appendix, wouldn't you say, Lady Valentine? No, but I consider it more of an engineering problem than a medical problem. Really? Hence the patient died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I poured plenty of engine oil into his, uh, <laughs> into his head. Well, we'll build him a new one, shall we? <laughs> we 
we we really wanted to know whether you'd heard any noise beforehand, actually, because I mean it was just before breakfast, wasn't it? I imagine you'd have been up before by then. Uh, it was around the time we were getting up. Yes. Um, I well, don't, we just wondered don't whether he'd call anything. No, nobody. I mean, it's a little bit noisy down here, to be honest. You, you know, people going back and forth, but um, right, uh, not be... not as bad as further up. Did you did you, you ever? What do you mean further up in the ship? No, no, further up the corridor where the the WC is, with the the lavatory. Obviously, a lot lot more activity. People going back and forth up there. I see. Did you did you you ever see Mister? No, sorry, carry on. Did you hear anybody in the corridor at all? Not specifically. I mean, as I say, people were getting up. You could hear the cabin doors closing and people moving back and forth. Did you meet Mister Briggs before before the incident? I think we may have passed him in the corridor and just nodded hello, but I never spoke to him, unfortunately. We didn't have time. Did he? Was he carrying a case when you saw him? Do you remember? Um, yes, now you mention it. was when we came on board. Uh, he, had, uh, he did have a, a suitcase and a small case as well. Oh, and how was he... Was that under his arm, or how was he... Uh... Oh, I, I really can't recall. I suppose he must have put it down to unlock his cabin, but I, we were so busy doing much the same, I, I'm afraid I don't remember the details. How is he? Uh, he's he's doing um, fine. He's dead. But uh, otherwise... Oh, no! She says, <laughs> looking shocked. How awful! I, well, they would find out anyway. It wasn't anything catching, was it? We don't think so. Tests are inconclusive. Think, don't think. <laughs> well... I mean, I mean, for a small fee, I could certainly so take it. Start, starting to scratch, but if you get any symptoms, <laughs> symptoms will be snoring, sleeplessness, uh, blinking, snoring and sleeplessness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, breathing. Just, um, just, just, just to narrow down. Seasickness. He caught anything. Um, does he happen to have any visitors? I mean, I know we've already been on the ship a couple of days, but oh, I. I'm, my friend, I really didn't see anyone at all. We were just settling in ourselves. So, yes, uh, yes, obviously. Uh, is there anyone in cabin 14, do you know? Um, I believe there's a, a gentleman there, but um, I, I don't know if he's in at the moment. Have you knocked? Yes. Yeah. And presumably he's not in at the moment. Okay. No. Thank you for your time. That's... Not at all. Yes, if your husband's not well, please send him my way. I'm uh, more than happy to. uh... Just takes a day to get his legs. You know how it is. Got no legs. God Almighty. He's he's travelling second class, but his legs are travelling still. Well, thank you, ma'am. It's alright, she's not climbing anything from the look of it. (laughs) (laughs) You seem to have a cat wandering around your room. Yep. Now she's just sitting on the stool at the moment. Yeah. Right, so it's uh, it's evening after dinner, we're getting on a bit. Um... I'm going to go and listen to the orchestra or something. Right. Lots of exciting cultural events and things. Well, to I'll, I'll accompany you, Lady Valentine. I'm myself. It's not like, you know, it's only just a small That's issue. That's pretty much it, really. Um, and in fact, nothing really Have happens. Have they got any in... films on? Film. No. <laughs> uh, the Lumiere done anything in 1901? I think they might have done. Haven't they got um, from the Earth to the Moon or something? <laughs> oh, there's that horrible one with Where's the, the eyeball getting sliced open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the Lumiere one. Mm. Right. 
Uh, anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'm just yeah, so a small trunk. A breakfast. Uh, you, Two again, meals in a row. <laughs> it's the usual crowd. You did, you did sleep between, so you might even be hungry. Can I, can I choose to uh, sit at a different table? <laughs> not really, no. You can't. Once you're sort of assigned, it's, it's fairly rigid. Can I take the names um, of my room? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of. Uh, they're not really talking about Mr. Briggs at your table. But you do notice a bit of activity over the captain, the steward, and whatnot. The captain excuses himself from the table, uh, wanders uh, away from everyone, and is sort of, you know, hidden from view behind an aspidistra or something, talking to the steward, and then goes back to the table, makes his apologies, and just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing at your cat attacking a bit of paper. <laughs> that clearly, that bit of paper clearly needed uh, telling. It's, you're not paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah, it's that time of night. She will now claw a few things, jump into a few places she shouldn't be, and eventually get bored and walk away. Won't you, kidding? Aww. So, Hello, Mrs. Beale. She can't hear you. And she's a cat. You need to get her some <laughs> tiny headphones. You've been watching too much internet. <laughs> I'm fine, John, but can we just keep it civil? Because we're really, you know. Anyway. She just gets a bit mental of herself. Yes, I'm still here, you stupid machine. Alright, that's a bit harsh. I know I'm Um, mechanical sometimes, but. Yes, so the the captain's obviously been dealing with, with something that's been going on. Um, but, you know, breakfast breakfast finishes and um, you see the purse has been called across to him and they're just discussing Excuse me a second. <laughs> That's quite all right. You should do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like five she, minutes in, she'll find something. She's, she's got excellent it. timing, hasn't she? <laughs> oh, is your hay fever starting? I think it is. Oh. Hey, it's always only fever's... a matter of time. Yes, we <laughs> Right, where were we? The captain's there was a kerfuffle. Which is considerably less tasty than a kedgeree. Oh, it's snowing here. Snowing? Snowy. Yes. Why? Why I've heard tell us snow. I don't think it's meant to snow your side. Something they get up north. Well, so. well possibly sleet, but... Uh, Winter yeah, probably, is coming. Usually here it's just unpleasant as opposed to, you know, potentially pretty. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so something is... Oh, hello. Hey, I'm from Manchester. There's no need to be derogatory. <laughs> I've not been derogatory about you. I mean, I have just... moved 200 miles south. This <laughs> <laughs> hole. <laughs> Vile, crime-ridden pit. Um, no, I'm fairly open-minded about Manchester. <laughs> Excuse me a second. <laughs> She's not going to let you carry on, is she? Just keep her on lap, your lap or something. No, that doesn't work. When you no, right. <laughs> no, that, no, 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 no. That's a headphone cord. You don't want that. <laughs> she it's wants not. the headphone. She wants to hear. Can't we roll up a cat? <laughs> what, and smokers? <laughs> She seems to settle down for the moment. Yeah, good luck with that. 
yes, so, sorry, slightly distracted. Uh, we got Captain the Captain Deleuze. Captain Kerfuffle, yes, Captain Moore. Uh, you can carry about a day if you wish. Well, it'd be a bit rude for us to just go and. Um, does the captain return? Yeah. Well, he's, he's there just discussing things that. I mean, the yes, I'm still here. Breakfast guests have, uh, have uh, all started to depart. Perhaps we should go and uh, check everything's all right, Lady Valentine. Oh, no, I couldn't do that. I'm not a member of the crew. I am. I'll stroll over. Everything <laughs> all right, Captain? Lord? Oh, um, yeah, Doctor. Well, I suppose you are sort of, uh, sort of involved. A member of the crew. Um, yeah. <laughs> sort of an officer. Well, sort of involved as opposed to being a member of the crew. He's not involved in this. Um, yes, actually, it's about um, Mr. Briggs's cabin. Huh. Um, I mean, obviously, with removing all of the items that found that you uh, inventoried in there, uh, we simply locked it rather than have a member of crew stationed outside, which would obviously be a little wasteful and rather disturbing for the other passengers. Quite um, so. But it appears that uh, somebody broke in last night. Broke in? Uh, you're, you're sure you you uh, took absolutely everything from there? Uh, absolutely, yes. Well, it's, it's, it's very strange somebody would break in. I mean, you weren't exactly subtle about going back and forth and taking all the items. Or oh, perhaps they were making sure you hadn't uh, taken everything, but I assure you, mm. Captain Lord, there was not a scrap of evidence that remained on... On, um, uh, undiscovered is that a word? Yes, it is. Is it undiscovered but, a word? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, by my uh, associates and I, Lady Lady Valentine. I, she can assure us, Lady Valentine. Yes. Good morning, Captain. Yeah, good morning, Lady Valentine. Slept well, I trust. Good breakfast. Yes. Yes, it's great breakfast. Thank you. Splendid. Uh, yeah. It appears the uh, unfortunate Mr. Briggs's cabin was broken into last night. Oh, good grief. When was for? Sorry, when did you say? Why? Why would they do? Why would anyone do that? Oh well, that's the slightly baffling thing. Since, uh, as far as I'm aware, uh, along with the purse, you took everything out. Oh yes, and yes. People please. must have realised. So, breaking uh, into an empty cabin seems very peculiar. Well, I, I presume the person took all his clothing and stuff. So yes, yes, we, we did. All of his effects have been taken out. Yeah. We did take the guns, didn't we? Purser to the gun. Right, good. good. And all the ammunition. Good. Well, I suppose this may point to the fact that he had hidden something. I mean, it wasn't like we did, you know, um, I don't know what secret agents do. <laughs> secret agents? <laughs> you think you're in Afghanistan? <laughs> what, what a fanciful notion. Game. Well, you used to keep a sort of, sort of agency person. It was all that very Pinkerton, they're hardly a secret. Thing, Are they not? Oh. Not exactly James... Bono, the uh, well, I will, I will say that if he was a secret agent, having it on his business card that he worked <laughs> for the Pinkerton would perhaps show that he was a somewhat inept secret agent. Come on, James Bond always says thy name's Bond, James Bond. That's not he exactly. Then say my card, which has got James Bond MI6. <laughs> he generally says I work for a British civil service. Yeah, or, he says yeah. I work for a shipping company. He's always the same bloody shipping company. Come on, yeah. Bond, what's your alias this time? Uh, I was going to go Bond. for James Bond. Oh, for God's sake. It doesn't matter because everybody recognises him anyway. He gives an alias, he does turn up as somebody else, and inevitably, you know, he goes to see Stromberg or whoever, and they know who he is anyway. <laughs> You'd think they'd send a slightly more covers agent, really. 
What? Do was you it, mind, was he um... the one with a woman with a, a slightly suggestive name? That would be Bond. <laughs> Sorry, he's not stage it, but he's, he's able to you know, the first one that popped into my head then was Fanny Craddock, and that's not the James one. <laughs> that well-known Bond girl. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shall we? It wasn't, no. uh, what was that, Holly, Holly Goodhead was one, wasn't she? Yeah. There was a, um, no, I'm thinking a lot of vagina, which isn't, um, isn't no. enough. <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> Let's um do you mind, Captain, if we check the cabin and see where they where they looked? Uh well, yeah, I mean if you if you think there's anything you might have overlooked. Oh yes. Perhaps, well well I very much doubt it, but it'd be interesting to see which areas were searched. Well yes, it's possible you might see something where perhaps they've uh, uh maybe disturbed something. Yes. Yes. If you wouldn't mind, I'm I'm sorry to impose in this way, but you know, oh, it's quite exciting. <laughs> He's got a lot on his plane. Yes, that's the one. I'm the paying one. You're, you're paying him. <laughs> of course, the the cabin is fairly fairly dull. I mean, often just not being very interesting. Uh, it's quite poorly lit. It's got a very small porthole and a, a, a slightly shoddy light. So there are a few nooks and crannies. It's not like baroque architecture in there, but it's. Um, well, know, it's we'll quite, have a look around, see if there's anywhere that's. In a well, should we have a good look and see if anything's been um, rummaged? Is there anything obvious? I mean, I don't know, floorboard or whatever they are. I'll tell you, there's one fairly obvious thing. Uh, it would appear that um, somebody didn't pick the lock. They just kicked it in. Mm. Mm. In fact, you, you'd almost say you could make out a, a pretty good boot print on the door. Well, somebody must have heard this. Okay, have, has anyone got done. any Holmesian skills of boot uh, identification? I don't know, have you? I do have quite a skill in uh, Morse code. No. Well, you know, you I am a scientist. Yeah, you are in the Merchant Navy, aren't you? So I am well used to seamen. I would say you do have a lot on your hands. I would say... <laughs> That um He's trying to go to the desk again. Yeah. Sorry, I <laughs> dropped it, I'll cock. You've a, a reasonable idea are you still there? Yes, yeah, you've I'm a, listening. You've a reasonable idea that it's a it's a military type shoe or boot. Now of course, unfortunately, virtually all of the crew are wearing something similar. Uh, apart from people sort of you know, serving in the dining room and so on. Um, but it's it's that sort of thing. It's definitely a you know a good solid work boot. It's it's clearly a man's print. Well, clearly. Um, uh, should we knock up the old dear in number twelve? That seems a little forward. Hello. 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 Uh, the door opens and uh, the ladies there again. Oh, Doctor, hello. Good morning. Hello again. Bit of a business across the way, wasn't it? Yes, did you hear anything? Well, no, actually, to be honest, I, I couldn't drop off as well. And, uh, Henry hadn't been sleeping too well, as we said, so uh, we'd got a, a sleeping draft from our, our doctor, so we're afraid we were out. Completely. Your doctor? Oh. What doctor you use? In, In Liverpool. Liverpool. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Very well. Wouldn't have to have a second-rate second, second rate doctor on board. 
Second class. Second class jumps. A stowaway doctor. Uh, so neither of you heard anything? No, I'm afraid not. Right? Could we talk to your husband? Well. Could yes, we talk certainly. to him? Yeah. Um, after a moment, he comes and oh, he's sort of uh, apologising because he's not completely dressed to you. You can tell he hasn't got his shirt done up. Snobbingly. Morning, Good morning. Right, it's okay. I just wanted to check you existed. Go back to bed. Did, did, did you hear anything last night, sir? Uh, oh, no, out like a lot. It's a terrible next door. Uh, it would probably just have been a sharp crack. It really. If you, if you look at it, this looks like don't. You just need to. Just don't. Just, just don't. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> because if that's all it's going to take, then I can I can go much further with this. Oh dear. <laughs> Do you press it all day at work? Or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not even as if they've tried the knob. <laughs> Carry on. We're knock on number 14. Just leave Nick there's there's no answer from number 14. Oh. Is the person with us? Uh, <coughs> Can we... Uh... There is a steward on hand now that the door's been kicked in. Yes, they've got to go. Uh, excuse me, could we get a key for this room? Do you know who's, well, no, who's in here? We just find out who's there. It's a medical water. emergency. Aren't I allowed to go in any room? Oh, that's Babylon we'll 5. They're actually there first. <laughs> Please don't start everything with what is the nature of the medical emergency. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm still here. That the, um, oh, did you know who's there? Uh, can we get oh, the... I can't, uh, can't remember the gentleman's name, but he's, uh, he's on deck, I believe, at the moment. What's it? Um, can we find the gentleman's name? We can find it out very easily. Yes, yeah, it uh, turns out to be Mr. Thompson. Okay, can we find Mr. Can we page him? How do you do no. that nowadays? You you could if you had a good reason to um, get a steward to go around and find him. It's not an enormous ship. If it they could, could we just him. want to know if he heard anything because he is in the cabin opposite the the problem. Right. Um, yeah, that may take some time, but... Uh, In the meantime, can we have a check through the cabin and see if there's anything obviously hmm. tried out? Well, open? it looks like somebody has definitely been through it. Um, the drawers are out. And it's not like they've been throwing stuff around, but it, don't... <laughs> I wasn't don't laughing! I wasn't laughing! <laughs> you don't want to watch him choke on his wife two hundred miles away. <laughs> Uh, de- definitely don't want to see him choking. <laughs> I think you destroyed him for you. I'm so looking forward to the expo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Somebody's obviously yeah. thoroughly searched the place, but you'd say in a reasonable. Obviously, didn't make a lot of noise when they were in there. Apart from, apart they from must a very have. sort of swift kick to open the door, which I mean, there are a lot of noises on a ship. It's, it's perfectly possible the that it's time So they must have known exactly the where they were. Just come off the back, basically. Yeah. They must have known exactly where they were going for in the room. 
there's a bit of mushing outside. Excuse me, sir. It's another one of these stewards. There's an endless supply of them. There's, um, there was uh, something that uh, we thought we should uh, mention to you. Uh, it's been discovered that the fire door down to the second class deck had been opened. And that's bolted on the first class side. So uh, that definitely happened last night. We have a check every day on those. Uh, so it's quite, quite possible that somebody came down to this deck at some point, excuse me. Down down from first class, then? Yeah. Surely a uh, first class citizen wouldn't have um, performed such an act of vandalism. You can't just stop calling me that. Did I mess anything? No, uh, we, no not really. Um, so well, came down from first class and presumably went back up again. Uh, well, I don't know if it's connected to this at all, but uh, we just thought uh, you ought to know, just in case. It couldn't potentially be one of our Cluedo-named compadres from our table. So. I don't know what you mean. Okay. Cluedo-named? <laughs> sorry, I don't know where that came from. Well, I've just got an idea for a board game. All over the place in first class. I mean, when did, when did you notice the door? Uh, just on the uh, when they had a check this morning. The, the there isn't a steward. Yeah, there are regular checks of the fire doors and uh, all the safety equipment and so forth. There um, isn't normally a steward posted on the fire door, is there, at the top? No, you, you don't, they don't post people like that. I mean, it's not a military vessel. And there's um, no security cameras or. Uh, strangely, no. no. <laughs> Considering it's not equipped, <laughs> it's not actually equipped with, with a wireless. It certainly doesn't have CCTV. Okay. Motion sensors. Remember right. <laughs> oh, the film camera sat there endlessly watching the video. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's just standing there. <laughs> hang on, eight seconds. Go I need to change the can. Hang on. The whole cargo hold is filled with films. <laughs> okay, um, well, I think there's nothing we can learn here, Miss Valentine, unless you... anything we notice different apart from the fact, you know, it's been obviously turned over slightly. Well, um... Do we notice anything different? I mean, it's hard to say, really. As I say, it's it's got a lot of sort of dark corners, because it, it, you, you seem to be thinking that something very small is missing. Yes. Um, there are a relatively small number of nooks and crannies where somebody could deliberately hide something in here. Could we check all the nooks and crannies? Uh, well, what sort of place are you thinking? I just think Under the, the bed, behind the table, behind the wardrobe, on top of the wardrobe, uh, under the, top the pool. Of the wardrobe? Okay, it's a bit hard to see because the light doesn't really shine terribly. The, the way it's kind of screwed on. Steward! It, Steward! Yeah. Steward, yeah, yes, can we have an electric torch, please? Uh, yes, sir, I'll get one for you, sir. Okay, thank you. I'm just checking under the drawers and things. Okay. Um, could you both roll 2d6, please? Oh, oh here Ooh, we go. There's a two coming up, I can feel it. Are we rolling it on? Oh, for fuck's sake. 12? 7, actually. 11. Woohoo, you lose. <laughs> um, despite it being a somewhat undignified position, uh, Lady Valentine is, is under the bed at the moment, um, getting quite into the searching. Uh, the doctor pulls the, the chair over, clambers on uh, a board and uh, gets an electric torch and starts having a look around the top of the wardrobe. 
Um, there's nothing up there at all. The there doesn't seem to be anything in the chest of drawers. There doesn't seem to be anything behind the tables. You've um, looked around the wash basin, around the sink. Um, I mean, the only bits you've got are there's the porthole that appears to be shut. There's the light switch. It's, a, it's an openable porthole, is it? Um, it's not openable all the way out. No, but you can sort of vent it. You can switch. Can I there vent is, it and then feel round the outside? You can. There is also the small vent with the little extractor fan. Oh yeah, I'll have there's, a look in there. Hang on, there's a, there's a light switch as you come in, porthole, extractor fan. There's the light shade. There's the wash basin. You've seen the wash basin. That's pretty much everything, really. So you're I'll checking have a feel around the light shade and it's the, the porthole. Is the dimmer than any of the other cabins? Well, you haven't been in the others, but um, it's certainly dimmer than so. in first class, but it, it's perfectly normal. They're, they're never very good. Uh, we'll just roll 2d6 for me, Nick. Okay, um, two coming. You ready? Oh, you ready for the two? Here we go. Seven. Seven? Oh. Um, something just catches your finger and moves as you uh, move around. The This is a sort of a bowl that screws on into place with metal lip around it. Uh, that's oh, the actual lampshade, and we... it's all it, just just above it on the on the ceiling almost. There's a, a little sort of um, recess where the screw thread goes in to attach to everything, and um, you think you just knocked something in there. Lady Valentine, um, I, mm-hmm. I think there's something here. Oh, uh, can I can I have a fondle around the? I wasn't saying that. There was. A... <laughs> You can't feel it anymore. Um, you think you've possibly knocked it into there, well, but you, you can't actually... Clipped, nothing seems like to have fallen into the light fitting. Unclipped so, the light fitting? It's like it follows ones where you're having... It um, does unscrew. Uh, I'm, I'm no engineer. I don't want to electrocute myself. Is this safe if I do Oh, yes, it's perfectly safe. It's only a lampshade. Okay. <laughs> if you unscrew it, it comes off, and the, it's a frosted glass. Quite heavy bowl. Dead flies, uh, which is completely empty. <laughs> <laughs> It's fairly well kept, perhaps slightly dusty, and there is uh, a bare light bulb <laughs> and a few wires and a little recess. Um, have, you, have you seen the inside of lights before, Doctor? Uh, sorry, I'm distracted <laughs> by half a cat <laughs> poking, <laughs> poking up your cat. This is all tail going like that. <laughs> I should think um, that happens to you every day. Going yeah, that's true. Um, depressingly so. Um, uh, have I seen lights before? Not especially. I've never on. Not on the inside. Not on the Looks inside. Perfectly normal to you. Well, then, Can I rattle it? it? Uh, oh, Lady Valentine, perhaps you should uh, examine yes, it. Yes, give, give me a hand up on this chair. Is it, is it safe? I'll, I'll give you a leg up. Perhaps you should get off the chair first, Doctor. Yes. <laughs> oh, very, very close to you. Sorry, I'll, I'll get um, off the chair. It's a very simple electrical light. Not particularly fantastic quality, but it, it looks perfectly safe. But the um, there is a small metal. Um, a very small metal rod, almost, uh, that doesn't look like it belongs there. Oh, that's, that's not normal. Aha! Um, is this your small tool? Could you turn the light switch off, just in just in case it's connected to anything? <laughs> uh, click. Yep. I know it's in the dark now. It's dark apart from the torch. Could the, the, the steward point the torch at the right I can point the torch, I'm not a moron. At the lights, at the light button. Which, which is the on button with. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll, um, just, I'll try and disconnect wherever it is. 
you, you reach in, it's not actually connected. Um, you, you pull it down, there's almost some resistance as if it's perhaps got a, a wire at the back, but when you pull it away, it doesn't have. It's, um, it just seems as if it's got a very... It does feel almost as if there's a, there's a thread connecting it to the, um, to the light when you're pulling. There's almost a bit of resistance, but there is actually no thread that you can see. Oh. Oh, give it, give it a good yank. I have. Oh, it, oh, it, com- it comes away. Yeah. Okay. But, the, but there is a strange resistance about do you, it. Do you want to put the light back on? I'm going to the torch over here. I'm going to a good look at whatever this is. Uh, yes, fine. Very well. Is it the right size for the jewelry case? It looks like it would fit perfectly. Just roll your body for me, please. When I say that, don't... Uh... <laughs> it will make a mess. <laughs> what was your body again? Uh, three. Three? Okay. Two D six, please. Two D six. Five. Oh dear. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, just slightly butterfingers. It's very small and um, just slips from your fingers. Oh, I'll catch straight it straight up to the ceiling. The doctor oh. assumes it's going to fall to the floor. Oh, that's that's um. What on earth? That's very interesting. Um, does this bring anything to mind, by any chance? Oh. Connecting a few dots, you've got. I'm very good at connecting. Is this the Graves Smithing yes. Works, where they manufactured the um, the Astroneth, the world's first um, functional heavier than air aircraft and spacecraft that's propelled by the R or repulsive force, a sort of mysterious thing that's um, patented and highly secret, so nobody really knows how it works. Um, so somebody's come from there with a box that was labelled as coming from there it had something in it about this size that was missing uh, which you've possibly found does that connect any dots? that floats to the surface that appears to defy gravity yes Um, I say is that the stuff that powers Lord Gresh we we want to keep it very secret Stuart could you go and get the purser? certainly Doctor, could you close the door? I'll close the door. You can close the door. You can't lock it very well because it's standing. The lock lock has been has been bust, but it will just shut too. Miss Valentine, what is what is the meaning? Just be quiet for a moment, Doctor. Um, could you could you hand that back on the chair again? And and stand by the door. What am I, a tentacle? No, it's a very small cabin. (laughs) (laughs) I'll help you up on the chair again. Um, I'll take the jewelry case thing with me. And uh, try well, and catch ha- this thing again. Right, you hadn't got the jewelry case with you, as far as I'm aware. Oh, oh that's been taken uh, away. Okay. Taken out. But I'll you'll try and catch it. a handkerchief or something that you Yeah, I'll try and capture something to wrap it up in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's easy enough. I mean, now you're aware that the, the resistance is actually the fact that it naturally falls upwards. Yes. Um, it's it's not difficult. Yeah. Um, I'll capture it and sit back down on the bed mm. and wait for the person. Your mind's whirring, of course, because the engineering possibilities of this are uh, well, pretty, quite exciting. Pretty sort of obsessed uh, about what it probably is, but um, and it pe- appears to be on its way to Mister Tesla, which is also exciting to an engineer. Yes, yes, but I know this sort of stuff is incredibly secretive. So um, it does it does seem that you've basically solved the mystery? You've found what it was that was missing, which is something that was being sent by Lord Redgrave, couriered by this man who coincidentally died. Uh, I guess that wraps up everything. Natural causes. 
So it's just unfortunate he happened to get appendicitis. Yeah. There's no way that an anti... The, the day before somebody kicked his door in. It, it, yes. Yes. Yeah, that is a shame, Do- isn't it? Doctor, we're waiting a... until the purser gets there. This is quite an important find. Uh, quite. I, I, I can't see well, the medical... The person does arrive quite quickly. Um, the captain's made it a fairly high priority. I'll, I'll wrap this thing up as much as I can. Mm-hmm. in a handkerchief or something and uh, hand it to the person and say this must immediately be put onto lock and key. Right, well you, you explain the, 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 you know, the sort of strange... Perhaps this is important sure enough that we should... Yeah. Uh, that's fine, um, he'll, it, he'll it do that. He's a reliable man. It mustn't be unwrapped at all. Right. Yes, he's, don't, he's quite don't prepared. Toss it off do, the side. Do not, whatever you do, think of a balloon monkey. Um... <laughs> Yeah, he's he's perfectly happy to do that. Um, Lady uh, Valentine, what was that strange substance? Um, it's something you probably should keep quite secret about, Doctor. Um, uh, well, uh, uh, naturally, I'm a professional. And the, I went a bit Roger Moore then, didn't I? Immediately, naturally, naturally, I'm a professional. Yeah, in his later years, when he quite clearly had been in the world <laughs> too long, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Sorry, Amelia. Sorry. Uh, and the captain has to be informed immediately we found the object that was missing. Well, you can always inform the captain. Um, you know, the doctor can certainly see, go and see the captain at any point. I'll uh, go and not. The is, is locking that away, and you can go with him if you want. Yes. Yeah, shouldn't one of us keep an eye on the purser? Don't know, should you? Do you not trust your shipmates? I d- this is a very ah. important find, according to you, um, Lady oh. Valentine. Do you want to just keep an eye on the person while I go and uh... well I'll ac- of course I'll accompany the person to the captain and inform him immediately that we found the missing object because I'm presuming this is worth quite a lot of money yes yes it's um, be worth more than the ship if it is actually I mean it's quite clear that this couldn't lift the ship otherwise you wouldn't be the sailing ship wouldn't right be lifted. now I mean, you can but isn't there a way of multiplying from a, a small source? Oh yes, it's I... very interesting. Um, well, possibly. It's under the right conditions. So this is either some sort of sample or part of uh, of a process that's being sent to Tesla for whatever reason. Presumably the details are in that envelope. Um, I mean, from a commercial point of view, there are an awful lot of people who would be very, very interested in this. Um, firstly, it is quite valuable. You could sell it on the open market if, if you were somebody who needed money for whatever reason, whether it was for yourself or for a cause you supported. Um, if you were a scientist, uh, you, you'd kill to get your hands on this stuff. If you were a, you know, a foreign power, you'd very much want to get it because obviously they're trying to catch up and get their own aerial navies. It's um, ironic, really, Miss Valentine, that with, with all these enemies, the man actually died of natural causes. Yes. Ironic. Yes. I think if you, if you think of all the groups that would have would have murdered to get hold of this, um, <laughs> yes. and then just to think something as fragile as an appendix rupture was uh, was enough to. It's funny because I mean, what? so many people would want to get something. Exactly, like this. you could probably come up with a reason why any person, you know, at a breakfast table might want it. <laughs> exactly, but uh, as it happens, the poor man died of entirely natural causes and nothing suspicious at all, <laughs> according to my useless medical skill. 
<laughs> well, I know nothing about medicine, so you're telling me it's natural. <laughs> well, it's entirely up to you as to whether you have a direction to continue in or whether you wrap it up having successfully recovered this mystery item. Well, I think I'd that that about wraps it up. Yeah, I probably need Kipper to keep Kedgeri, Kedgeri, please. <laughs> contact Lord, Lord, Lord Greg Ravison's room from Tactical Reach. Well, I'll uh, let you know then that uh, the captain is very pleased, and uh, later on, Lord Redgrave certainly is, and you do get a, a, a message. I mean, it's obviously come through his secretary, but uh, you each get a uh, personal uh, thank you for your part in it. Uh, he's taken care of all the details with Briggs' family and so on. Uh, unfortunately, of course, nobody ever finds out who broke in and tried to ransack the room, um, since he didn't pursue that, but luckily they didn't get the... We did thing. pursue it. Those useless neighbours were too sleepy and slovenly to be spying on their... So you'll never know whether it was the military man or the hard-up socialite or the fanatical suffragist or the reverend who's rather anti-science and believes the Earth is flat or the professor who is, in fact, uh, uh, down in his luck, amateur scientist or, or any of a number so of... All of them people. with the useless backstories <laughs> But only one of them with a size 10 boot. <laughs> oh, we could have checked... <laughs> Still, never. I'm sure there's no reason why a foreign power would have been interested in it. Absolutely not. He died of natural causes. Yeah, you'll be interested to know, however, out of character, he did die of natural causes. You were absolutely <laughs> oh, correct. Yeah. Okay. You succeeded in your role. You were right the first time. You you didn't save him. It was a close thing. You could have saved him, but it was very difficult to do. Um, but you did correctly ascertained that unfortunately the man just had terribly bad luck ok, there we are so I was quite right you were quite right, well I told you you were completely confident I mean I wasn't just being facetious or anything you were, <laughs> you, you know, you're a competent doctor and you looked at it and yes, there's no sign of foul play and there's every sign of it having been appendicitis woohoo, so there wasn't any problem at all and we solved the mystery Yes, you know, well, we found the mystery. We didn't solve the mystery. Yes, you, well, you, yeah, you, you solved part of the mystery, which is what, what went missing. So it's a it's a sort of a brief little taster of uh, of the setting, or one of the many settings, and uh, some of the rules. So the rules are just dead simple. It's just a resistance stage, basically. Lovely, lovely. So um, we can either do something different or do a different. Um, you, you can either carry on with a, an adventure in the same setting for forgotten futures or a different Forgotten Future setting, which will be the similar sort of Victorian Edwardian science fiction thing, but a different twist. Uh, it depends on the setting. Uh, right. If you, want, if you wanted to change setting, no, it wouldn't really work. But if you wanted another adventure in the setting of, of the Astronef and Lord Redgrave yeah. and all that, then yeah, certainly no problem at all. What all you would you have a preference? to have the two of them together. Or would you have a preference, somebody can run something else. Well, it depends what people... You know, if, if you're happy to do something with this, I can read up so I it works quite well over um, Google Plus, I think. It's fairly. It's it's just you know roll a couple of dice is a lot mm. easier than throw your Benny counters, turn over your cards, and all mm. that. That's yeah. a, I think that's a bit much for it. Hmm. Yes. Well, I think well, it's quite like... easy to slot another. It'd be easy to slot Helen's character in. She, I mean, she don't need to. Yeah, it, it would be extremely there, easy. So. Essentially, you're going to you know America for whatever reason. And you'll either go back or we'll be doing an adventure set in America. So, well, I know, I've got an in with Lord Redgrave now. <laughs> you have, you have. And as an engineer, you know, if you are actually competent, 
uh, he'd be very interested in you. Oh, if. Whereas there was no question my doctor was competent. Only in your mind, apparently. You fluffed it badly, and that the man had been murdered, but no, he hadn't. Well, I do. You've got to have a self-doubt as an important trait in a in a well-rounded character. It's quite nice actually, because this um, this adventure doesn't tell you who did it. Basically, it tells you any one of them could have done it, or indeed more than one of them could have been trying to do it, and it's up to the GM to decide, you know. What fits best, or what clues oh, are getting overlooked? <laughs> oh, I was thinking of, a, of a, an Orient Express. An Orient Express style. But they wouldn't have all fit in the cabin. It would be very no, crowded. This... <laughs> well, they, they go one after the other, don't they? As I recall, it, you, yeah. it's generally assumed it's going to be one person, but two is an option, where the the second person is kind of a red herring, but it's a very convincing red herring. So there's a nice little bit. Too. But mysteries are always a bit difficult because if you fail a roll, don't look in the right place. That kind of stuff. Yeah, just sitting around going right. Oh. Yeah, a red so herring <laughs> could technically rupture your appendix if you uh, could it? digested it poorly. So I wanted to do something fairly short. So that's actually for well, a fairly that... short adventure. It seems to have an enormous number of pages. <laughs> don't know. Uh, well, that, it's, it's a good characters. system. I thought it worked.